0: everybody welcome to street fight radio we're here taking calls it's sunday night time for a call in street fight you can get a hold of us the number to dial is 614-655-3887 we'll be hanging out a while we do this from 9 p.m to midnight eastern standard time every single sunday um we gotta do uh i'll talk to you later let's figure out a date by the end of the show let's figure out when we can do the next abcd call in because we keep putting it off and we just need to call it. Yeah, we've got a few Sundays open soon. We'll have it by the end of this show. So stay tuned. Don't miss out for the exciting announcement. If you don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it out of Columbus, Ohio now for nine years. And... Going strong, spreading this mess across the US, and so blessed to hear from all y'all out there uh, fucking shit up, and fighting for change, and a better world, and not taking any shit. Um, I'm really proud of everybody. And that's what we do the show for, for the rabble rousers, and the muckrakers, and every fucking rude person out there um, that's ready to go riot if Bernie Sanders isn't the nominee. So... This is Street Fight Radio. You can listen to us every single week on podcasting platforms two times a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. If you want more than that, we put out premium audio feeds, premium video, and digital zines over at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. That's the place to support what we do and help us expand uh, our operation. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Um, March 8th. ABCD show, March 8th. It's the last show. It's not the last one. It's daylight savings time. It seems like just the day to do it. March 8th. Anybody but Sis Dudes call in show March 8th. March 8th. I put it in my calendar so we won't forget either. I'll get a poster made. And Brad'll get a poster made. Yeah, man. I've been watching I've been uh watching MSNBC clips yeah. for two days. <laughs> I
0: heard you over there. You were getting a little taste before the show started. And it's Chris Matthews' crazy-ass voice. It's so weird. To me. I feel really like... Um,
1: you know how... Okay, we, we talked about this before, but I don't, don't want to throw it out there. Remember that movie, Good Night and Good Luck? That mm, movie? Yeah. Or, like, some of the... Ne- uh, not Network. Network would be the wrong thing. Uh, all the President's Men. Yeah. And, like, all those movies that celebrated journalism... As like this Yeah. ...thing. And now... The fucking TV is just like the running man, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is really, see, I I saw this happen. This happened in 2016 too, right? With Trump, they were just breathless about it. They couldn't figure it out. They were freaking out about good reason. Trump's a fucking wacko and he's scary. And we didn't want him running the country because he was basically promising war crimes and a lot of other bad stuff, of course. right. But also, it's like, don't you think that they could have maybe handled it in a way that was less hysterical? Sure. (laughs) You know, and now this time, they're doing it because of Bernie Sanders. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't think that any primary for the rest of time will be normal. I don't, or for at least for the foreseeable future, they are not going to know who is going to win the primaries. And they're not going to be able to forecast Because it's always going to be somebody they don't like. So they will talk about a bunch of people that they like a whole bunch. You know what I mean? But then in the end, people will pick somebody that they don't like because they hate them. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I think is happening. But MSNBC on Saturday during the uh, Nevada primary was just like, I've never seen so many people melt down and like show their ass ever. What the were they news. doing? Uh, Chris Matthews compared it to, like, uh, Nazi Germany oh, taking yeah. over France, I believe, which is a wild, wild comparison, first of all. Because also Bernie Sanders is Jewish, which makes it weird when you, like... Um, I think it makes it weird when you compare a Jewish guy to Nazis.
0: Yeah. That's just a thing that I believe. The lost family members of the Holocaust.
1: Yeah, yeah. When 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 a guy lost immediate family members in the Holocaust calling him a leader of Nazis is semi-insensitive. I
0: believe. <laughs> okay. Well, Brian, don't get too. <laughs> now you're trying to like, not show your ass. You're like, I'm going to be very measured journalist. That's Mr. I'm bias. Chris Matthews. How dare you accuse <laughs> a Holocaust. Yes. It
1: was Chuck Todd first though. He just straight up said that they're the, brown shirts. Oh okay, yeah, these said... brown shirts after me. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. And, like, they think, like, brown shirts were, like, walking up into places and beating the crap out of Jews, you know? And, like, killing them and, like, breaking their stuff and taking their shit. And Chuck Todd is really just talking about people telling him to get fucked on Twitter.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? From someone saying Tuck Todd to
1: him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Chuck Turd. Yeah. Or Piss Matthews. Right. They're, like, mad. Because he's, yeah. That is... Can you that imagine he, that being the thing that makes you mad?
0: <laughs> I would hate it. I would hate if would every tweet ha- had 50 responses that say, like, tuck chod on him. <laughs> I don't know if I, I, I don't know. I mean, what does he get? I mean, his life has, he has a lot of money, right? A lot of access and stuff. But he, can't, but like that he can't get over that is just makes him look miserable. It makes him look this small. He's also,
1: you know, how Nick called me a cartoon character for the premiere and said, just wear your regular clothes because that's what people expect chuck todd and chris matthews are also cartoon characters absolutely but like i am not supposed to be a serious man Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm supposed to be a goofy fucking aloof like uh fucking mook or whatever it is okay you know what i mean mean. i'm supposed to be just a a crude dipshit you know what i mean that's like my whole thing Mm-hmm. those guys are supposed to be serious and that chuck todd walks around with that fucking goatee and you just i can't even i could never have a serious conversation with him with that facial hair
0: really have you do you look at his facial hair it's the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life that he's he has it he does like he puts like a scotch glass around his mouth and then <laughs> <Stop. sand laughs> and shaves around it right yeah. what he does Is that how you he probably that?
1: has somebody else do it now he's probably he probably just gets to say like give me the chuck todd
0: you know what I mean? Like he's just like, give me that Chuck Todd. Yeah. I also, yeah. He's a he's a miserable looking guy. Oh, I know, man. He just looks he looks like, like
1: those- his he looks like his
0: underwear smells bad to me. Yeah, you know what I skin mark mean. Mark underwear, like Chuck Todd. <laughs> <laughs> um, he looks just he just looks like a bank manager to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he looks like one of those looks- garbage guys, like
1: like guys that like uh like pick in the trash and also poo like get little real juicy farts in their underwear but not really poop their pants but like they're like i should have gone home and changed after that one you know yeah those guys that's what chuck todd looks like he's just a garbage man he looks like he smells he looks like the big show the big show is a guy that looks like he smells chuck todd looks like the big show chris matthews on the other hand he looks like a drunk guy that yells at you at the bar that's what he looks like and i bet you and I'm not trying to like level any accusations over here. I'll bet you they're both drunk, you know? And I'm, Chris Matthews, very easily. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, too. How many of these people, let's, let's, I'm going to get a guess out of you. What percentage of these people is on Coke like all day?
0: You know what I, cause I think
1: there's a lot of
0: it. You can't do it all the time, though, dude. It spirals you out. Oh, really? You can't make it a part of your regular what about, routine. Okay.
1: Let's say, uh
0: it is booze, you can you can booze, yeah. you can sip on hard liquor, especially if you have to go in front of people. It does make it easier. I mean, I definitely utilize it for that. What about cocaine on big primary day like so yeah Super oh, Tuesday yeah, sure. what percentage of these people is doing coke? if you I mean you probably need a lot of extra time yeah i mean i mean mean, like you have to like do it put a lot of extra time in for this bullshit you're gonna be up all night spinning webs of lies red bull isn't gonna do the trick you know sure
1: coffee isn't gonna fucking do the trick and these people are like sweating all the time too when you watch them you just see them and they're like this guy's sweating
0: yeah, He's I don't nervous. know. Certainly, I would go there. I would use it. If you think I, you'd go back to your dressing room and just do a couple lines in every
1: commercial? <laughs> yeah, bring you back, and you're just getting more and more intense as the night goes on. I'd be fine. I, mean, I I'd do a good. I'd do a good job. I just feel I like we when we, do it. these guys like sometimes will work, like inhumanly long day. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, they come in at six in the morning and then something happens and they're supposed to stay late or something or,
1: or like, um, you, you look at something like, like super Tuesday, right? Yeah. These guys are going to get in there at noon and work until all the elections are called at midnight or one in the morning. And they're just going to be maybe three in the morning. What's MSNBC? Is it always people talking? Yeah. Yes. MSNBC is Technically, not technically. Uh, technically is the wrong one. So here's the news stations. Now I'm gonna explain the news stations to Brett. CNN, they are trying to middle. Okay. They're just like we are. Maybe some Republicans, maybe some Democrats. This is like right down the center. They trend conservative, but only to me because centrism trends. Can I think fucking most yeah. Democrats are conservative? So. Yeah. But they trend okay. Fox obvious right wing you know msnbc is supposed to be the left choice but a couple of years ago there was a memo that went out that said they wanted to pull right in order to get some ratings back cuz their ratings are terrible i mean like there are shows on there that get less li- viewers than we get listeners and like uh so they're trying to get some of their their ratings back so they did pull a little right but they're still supposed to be like the Democrat champ. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the 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 Keith Olbermann was on there. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, who's on there now? Uh, it's like a bunch of people. It sucks because they got rid of all the like, like Phil Donahue, remember him? He was so interesting, that guy. The only way he talked, he be like, ah, hey, you know, I, have, I think a marginal tax on the wealthy. What say you, John? Or something. That's my really? Phil Donahue. Yeah. Yeah. He would yell. Now I think it's Rachel Maddow, um, Chris, Chris Hayes. Hayes. Chris Hayes. Oh, yes. Chris Math- Chris Hayes' baby,
2: though.
1: He's yeah. just like the baby guy.
0: He's young. On TV.
1: He's a whippersnapper. Well, yeah, and he also always says, like, baby-like stuff. His actual show is called uh, – his, his podcast, I think, is called What's Happening? Like, he's just – I, I got to look up his podcast because the things he brings up is, like, he'll be real surprised at everything that happens like i can't believe this happened you know and uh his podcast is even he's like a cherubic he like carries himself like a young angel man okay that goes on the tv and doesn't understand why all the bad stuff happens okay okay
0: <laughs> so good move i don't know uh, I'm i'm gonna try it is funny for them it is funny for i mean it isn't funny but it is it's it's discouraging t- for me to hear to hear the clips that you were playing of them just being so pissed that Bernie Sanders won. And then audio of them just being like, yeah, unfortunately, Bernie Sanders won with the Latino community. (laughs) You know, they're just like so mad and beat up and just can't make any sense of it. I like the, what are we going
1: to do to stop them? Like just out front saying like, what are we going to do to stop this guy? And there's been a new thing this week. Never expected this to happen, Brett. Never but now the new thing is Republicans are going on line and on TV and saying, I was thinking about voting for a Democrat this year, but you were on Bernie Sanders and I I can't, I can't do that. That is great. I know. That is beautiful. It's a move. I know it's yeah, a good that move for them. a move, yes. That's like some kind of thing you could do if your career was like, if your your relevancy was going down because you couldn't forecast what was happening, you'd be like, Oh, but I was going to vote Democrat. So maybe come and talk to me. It's interesting, you know? Yeah. And a lot of them will say, like, you're not convincing me to vote for your candidate. And I'm like, Fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck you. Yeah. Especially because all of them were going to vote for Trump. I like, yeah,
0: they're Trump people.
1: I like push the narrative. I push the theory today that even all those those never Trump people they all
0: voted for him. oh they go vote for Trump
1: yeah yeah they voted they just don't say it out loud I
0: agree yeah. I see they're like that man is just despicable and it's like but I would prefer him over any Democrat and that's why I voted for him yeah
1: I mean and these people would have voted for Trump over Biden too or fucking Klobuchar or any of these he, they would have voted for yeah. him no matter what you can't win them they're they're Republicans which that's the new thing I'm excited about, because it looks like we're going to be past the post here soon with the nomination. So we know who we got running. And if Sanders gets the nomination, that means that we get to go online and treat it like 2011 and yell at conservatives. Yeah. Which is the best.
0: Yeah, <laughs> now we need to go take down some really stupid people. <laughs> yeah. They already started with that dumbass meme doing the math. Bernie Sanders is going to take a fifty-two percent tax on people making twenty-nine thousand dollars a year. You see that one? No. Are you serious? There's no way that's real. I came real. Out, I came out of Facebook fighting to yell at some old coworker of mine. Oh. I said, "You're a goddamn fool to believe that."
2: <laughs> it's, it's-
0: yeah, they were like, they're like, Bernie Sanders supports a fifteen dollar minimum wage, but he also said he's going to tax everybody at fifty two percent. So let's do the math: fifteen dollars an hour, forty hours a year, you know, twenty nine thousand dollars. He's taking fifty percent. You're getting, you know, fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. And it was James Woods that started it. Oh, of course, it's a screenshot of a James Woods. fucking My bullshit. guess
1: is that James Woods would end up having to pay fifty percent. Of his money in taxes because he has a ton of money.
0: You know what I mean? I got the guy to delete it immediately. He didn't even respond. Yeah, he felt super dumb because he barely gets any response. He gets like two or three likes on his shitty conservative. I went through (sighs) his profile. He shares stupid shit, but that was the first one I've seen from him in so long. Probably because it it had Bernie in the name is probably why it came into my feed, I'm guessing. Yes, yes, yes. And then I was just like... And then at the bottom, it was like, (laughs) think before you vote. And I was like said something i said shut the fuck up think before you post this isn't real and then he was gone
1: (laughs) yeah because he doesn't want friction he really that there are people on facebook i believe that want to post into the they want to post into the void because then in their real life they can like sit down and tell people like oh, I post all these like really convincing things on Facebook and I, I change a lot of minds and we have thought-provoking
0: conversation. Well, that's what I think too. I think it's a matter of signaling like, ah, I, I read this article. I read this meme. I did a little bit of thinking about this. You know, you should know this about me. That I've, I, I've done the math. I think it's a smart thing. And this is for all you conservative
1: listeners out there, mm-hmm. you know, that are listening to this show. Maybe you're picking it up on WCRS or something. You're conservative. I think a good policy for Facebook meme sharing No, don't screen cap tweets because they are wrong. Yes. Like they are, they are not going to do what you want them to do, you know? And and the reason they do it is because I do think that if you're like a Facebook exclusive talent, I call everybody online a talent. So if you're a Facebook exclusive talent, I think you do look at Twitter as the more that's the more intellectual one because that's the one all the journalists and stuff are sure. on, and all the celebrities are on. Sure. So you look at Twitter as like, these are the smart people. So I can just cut this out and post this on my Facebook and everybody will believe it because it's a Twitter.
0: They're doing all the thinking. Yeah. They're doing all the math for me. Yeah. They did all the math, They, you know. James Woods
1: doing all the math is incredible. Just being like, James Woods, man, just do Digstown 2, man. Just
0: <laughs> please <laughs> give up this horse shit. Do Digstown 2. But it is, it
1: is. I, I do like the idea. It, I do think it is. I've already. The meme, I have not seen the conservative memes yet. I haven't seen them go
0: in yet. They're not. They're ready. going to embarrass the shit out of themselves. Oh, I know. Mean and they're going it, to look man. so bad over this.
1: The, the Facebook stuff is. Uh, the fights are going to be like pay-per-view level internet fights. Because I really think like when you start thinking about like the age of support of Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, you are going to see grandmas get disowned and yelled <laughs>
0: Well, there's going to be entire TikTok. Uh, there's going to be entire TikTok sections of guys dressed up in their military outfits and accidentally shooting themselves in the foot. There's going to be gun mishaps while they're trying to run drills. Some guy, some guy is like running through his backyard and trips and falls on his gun.
1: Which, which um, I got a question for you.
0: Yeah. Which
1: convention are you more excited to go to? Because I have um, a thought, but I don't, I, I have a thought of which one, but I'd be interested in what your excitement level is for. I, we're going to both the RNC in Charlotte and the DNC in Milwaukee.
0: And I, uh, I'm wondering what you're more excited for. I'm kind of, I don't know why, but I am a Southern guy, I think. I like the peaches and the pecans and I like uh, greasy fried food. Okay. Now let me But Milwaukee has lots of greasy fried Milwaukee oh, has yeah. way better food for me. <laughs> yeah. Milwaukee's an incredible place because they are one where like you can go and get like a half of a pig's face for your friend and then they'll have a vegan half of a pig's face. <laughs> Dude, they do. <laughs> they got great food there. Milwaukee <laughs> has like really good vegetarian
1: options too. Vegan head cheese. But here's the thing about I'm not talking about the cities. What do you think the atmosphere where, who do you, which convention do you think the atmosphere will be better around? Because here's mine. I'll just give you mine right off, okay? So I went to both last time. And uh, i got to say, and I'm not trying to be a prick, and there is one extenuating circumstance. Obviously, if there's a broker convention, I, Milwaukee's the one I'm most excited about. Because who knows what the fuck's going to happen. You know what I mean? But the Republican convention last time, was fucking wacky as hell. I mean, you get the wackiest fucking people in the world standing outside there for Donald Trump, people painting fucking murals of Donald Trump fucking flying the space shuttle challenger and shit like that you know what I mean there's what? people dressed up and like all kinds of American flag shit just celebrate and then there's always a black block that just comes rolling through and starts yelling at old people it's really a time yeah. yeah
0: there's also a lot of dark money there so you have like the teens for Trump that are you know they fill a gambling bus full of old people to come up there and do a teens for Trump <laughs> booth or friends something Friends of Cole.
1: there were so many friends of coal dinners at the RNC that we walked by, where it was
0: just ghouls in suits going into a restaurant to eat in honor of Cole. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I uh, the DNC last time I was pretty good. It, it, the DNC is a good just because you'll see a lot of people that you know that we know, and it will be like a sympathetic crowd. And I think there's going to be a lot of wild ass people there, which is nice because. You know, like you see somebody that like, you know, has that kind of uh, glint in their eye that they're, you know, here to cause trouble, you know, <laughs> yeah. to raise hell. There's going to be more of that. Because the Republicans just are, I mean, they just are an embarrassment. That's the thing. That's what I was saying to you actually uh, yesterday was that Jordan Peterson is a fucking wreck. And all of their, all of these right wing people over the last four years the last, you know, eight years really haven't been able to maintain any sort of like stable footing. They can't, they get fired. They get embarrassed. They are all fucking perverts and weird offs and they can't keep the grift going. They can't just have a steady, 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 uh, you know, a steady career when it comes to that being a talent online.
1: Yeah. You're an online talent. And, but I think like, see, I think like something that you have to keep in mind for the conventions is that like, so we went to a few parties for the DNC last year because there were parties that me and, Br- well, actually, okay. There were parties that the Chapo guys were invited with that they snuck me and Brett and Stefan and Robin too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. We, to the nib party. Yeah. So we went to a few parties and stuff, but like, uh, and we went and hung around the arena and we went and walked around quite a bit and stuff like that. And it was, it, was like a, um, it was like a dead sort of atmosphere. It's like we were having the best time of our life. This is the first time we're hanging out with people that we, were, we are actually friends. This is the first time I met Will. The first time I hung out with Felix. And uh, the first time I hung out with Stefan and Rob and all those people. This is like the first time I was meeting these people. I'm having this like really great time. But I do feel like the vibe there felt like a death mark like the actual like outside of the arena like everybody was so depressing and also at the republican convention alex jones put on a big show on a stage where he had like diamond and silk and he had uh, milo yiannopoulos he had all those people come up all those fucking conservative freaks showed up for alex jones (coughs) plus eric andre came and interrupted it and ruined everything and it was just like uh This is a fucking circus. This Trump shit is a fucking circus. You know what I mean? It's just like at the, my favorite event. Favorite is a weird word to use, but the best, the, the event that I've been to, the most newsworthy thing I've been to since we've started traveling to newsworthy things was the inauguration. Yeah. That was, uh, that was wild. And the, 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 the next one, no wild, no matter what wild, no matter what. Trump wins wild Sanders wins wild. So that's going to be fun. The inaugurations are, uh, weird. They're like, it's a really weird vibe. Cause there's this like sense of inevitability. And, uh, the, 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 uh, the odd thing about like the lat the one we went to in 2017 was there were so few like Trump people. Yeah. And it, it was it was just weird cuz you saw them and they looked a little freaked out a little bit as they were like on the subway with all the scum like us standing around making fun of their shirts and their hats cuz <laughs> you know I just wonder if things are going to heat up yeah in the summertime to the point where we get the weird bikers for Trump the 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 the, the fucking all that I wonder if we're gonna get all that weird stuff this time, or if that enthusiasm has been tamped down a little bit. And 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 uh, Democrat side, if it, if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, that enthusiasm will be the thing that right that runs over. Yeah, that'll bring us goofballs out. But goddamn, I love hippies though. I love seeing weirdo hippies too. Remember that guy that lived in a, a fucking little shed with a llama and like six other animals? Yeah, it was the, a, uh, a mobile
0: farm. <laughs> <DNC. laughs> Yeah, we just stood there and, like, petted his goat. I
1: know. He had an alpaca, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That fucker lives with an alpaca in a mobile
0: facility. <laughs> yeah. Incredible life. Some... Hey, how do hippies do it? I mean, they just keep running. Like, the, nothing tells them to not... They just live free, man. They just have no governor on them. But how do you... As long as they don't have kids. But yeah. if you're just like, well, I don't mind, I like the animals... You know, of people I don't like, right? So I was listening to- I don't know how you sleep with animals like that. <laughs> I don't either, look I, I was listening to a show
1: a couple weeks ago and this guy was talking about this like, which I want to do it now, because I'm, but I'm nervous and I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up. But there's this convention for hippies. <sighs> Happens in a national park every year. About 50,000 of them show up. Thing is, it's not like legal they just like say, we're all going to this park. Okay. <laughs> and they, like, so they have to like dig latrines and stuff. And they just fill this park and have like a rave and like do drugs. And they like hang out and they're just hippies. Now it was Moshe Kasher that was talking about it when I heard it. And he said, it's the worst experience
0: he's ever had. And I was
1: like, I would love to have that bad experience. Like yeah. I would love to
0: like <laughs> have somebody come up and hug you and they're covered in mud or something. Dude, this woman,
1: the story he told was there was a woman who was hugging everybody. And she was obviously like rolling, rolling, pretty big. And she just took off running through the crowd and he saw her running and like stopping to hug people and like shaking their hands and stuff like that. And then stepped right into the latrine and was up to like her chest and shit. And then see, this is the beautiful part though. This is what made me want to go. Another woman jumped in and pulled her out and helped her get cleaned off. And I was like, so I hate hippies. (laughs) But like being a being a like a a, a jump in shit to save a person you don't know yeah. person yeah that's yeah that's because I would have just stood and looked you're right, like damn damn. damn damn
0: it almost hit your mouth <laughs> damn girl you...
1: <laughs> 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 damn don't get that near your orifices yeah yeah close your eyes
0: <laughs> somebody grab her by the armpits or something that
1: yeah. is like a big nightmare to me the porta potty thing because I saw it happen at Woodstock '99 what. Because those things are full of doo doo, and if like the wind blows real hard, and if I always think the wind's gonna blow and the porta potty's gonna fall over, and well, I'm gonna be in it. In it. Yeah, uh. yeah, I always think that. That's like one of my irrational, kind of panic attack things. When I'm in one, I'm always like, if that, or if a car like veers <laughs> off the road or something and yeah. hits it, and knocks it over, or if Jason knocks it over while I'm in it, just because he thinks it's a funny gag.
0: Yeah, yeah, love pushing those things over. We used to do it a lot. That's why I said Jason. We
1: used to push the fucking porta potty over all the time. We used to want to do it with somebody in it, but we got too. I think we were like really bad. Obviously, we were pretty bad people, but I think we were too good of people. Like, we still had like a shred of humanity that was like, okay, let's. That's like not push the porta potty over when somebody's in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's funny. I know I agree. I I didn't I didn't I didn't do a lot of attacking strangers, but there was this story of one of my friends who was this like really buttoned up kid that I thought was a nerd. And he got a paintball gun because they trusted him with a paintball gun. And he went out and knocked on people's doors and then shot them with the paintball gun <laughs> when they entered the answer. And I was like, uh, you can't play like that. Like you can do, do that to your friends and shit, but they're calling the police on you for that shit. <laughs> so Jason <laughs> might remember,
1: Jason, I know you remember this. I don't know if we knew who did it. It was not us, but somebody burned a porta potty to the ground. Oh, really? Over at the elementary school by our house. You like yeah, walk. Oh, Jason knows who did it. Okay. Was it one of our people? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. So one of our people burned a porta potty <laughs> to the ground. We walked over to the school the day after they burned this thing down, dude. And it was just a, a, a like, melted goo yeah. on the ground. There was, like, it, they burned it all the way to the ground. And I was just like, that? is impressive over impressively over the line that yeah one's that is too line. much yeah you can't go over the line guys if you're gonna go out and vandalize let's let's keep it a
0: gentleman's vandalism we should have done this for a teen this is a real teen fight radio tell us your actual teens yeah for real like yeah. do annoying shit but yeah you can't you can't go across
1: those lines yeah i mean you could i don't even i'm not even like opposed to property damage really
0: yeah. i know like necessarily care about that i just All let's right. get some calls man yeah let's use on the phone thanks for calling street fight uh welcome to the show who are we talking to tonight well it is working because i heard that it's working i can't hear them i can't hear
1: them oh either.
3: i hit mute i had my phone on mute oh,
1: uh, we're trying a sca- new system so you scared we just us there.
0: got a brand new setup I was so worried. System's working. What's up?
1: Who's this? I heard
3: the beep and I knew who it was. I was like, I didn't go through the whole "Is this me?" thing. I heard the beep. I was ready. Thank you. I introduced you. myself. I had it on mute. I messed up. Your system's good. This is Lucas from Connecticut. How are you guys tonight?
1: Great. How are you, Lucas? We're gonna be up there soon. Not in Connecticut. I'm very excited we're for be up that. There.
3: Gonna make it to at least one of the uh, one of the Northeast shows. We're gonna
1: be in Portland, Maine. I think we're gonna be able to announce that. Brett sent off to get the poster done, and we are working on getting Boston booked, and I think we're going to be able to announce that next week, probably. Not this week. We're announcing Florida this week. I think we can announce Hellfire too next week. Uh, what's up, Luke? Did I get your name wrong?
3: Because
1: um, I was thinking Lucas. of a Luke. Uh, Lucas, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't
3: really get hung up on that too much, but yeah, it is Lucas.
1: All right, Lucas, what's up?
3: Uh, just hanging out. I was delivering pizza, got home, called in, surprised to be the first call. Uh, <laughs> but I got a, a good Facebook takedown. Uh, uh, Brett was talking about uh, coming out of Facebook, fight retirement for something. I got yeah. a guy to delete a post once. It, was, it felt pretty good. How'd it go? So he posted something. I don't remember even exactly what the post was, but it was something that was uh, very divisive. It was blaming both uh, like Republicans and Democrats for this issue, which I tend to agree with on just about everything. I'm not a huge fan of uh, sure. either party, um, as most Street Fight listeners. But that wasn't my issue with it. Was, my issue was that he has previously like, called the Democratic Party responsible for breaking apart America and how Republicans are like real Americans trying to hold it together and all this nonsense. Uh, and I looked at the page that he had shared the post from, And it was called something like uh, Beer, Bullets, and Bibles. And the meme page was, like, boasting about in their, like, uh, about me thing, just like some white nationalist nonsense and, like, talking about how the South should still secede from the North. And I was like, George, you're talking about how these things are, like, uh, how Obama was super divisive, and you're sharing stuff that is, like, intentionally divisive. And rather than any sort of reply, he deleted it.
1: (laughs) He's like, God
0: damn it. You're right.
1: Well, you know what I think happens? Do you argue a decent amount on Facebook or do you kind of keep to
3: yourself? Um, I share a lot of like leftist stuff, but I don't typically engage too much with the people that comment because my Facebook is at this point, like mostly scouting volunteers from when I was a professional boy scout and street fight people. So there is some some clashing happening in the comments, but it is not I, I don't I tend to not participate too much because I do know these people in
4: real life.
0: Yeah, that's what's funny is uh we were just I was talking to this with uh, Natalie about how um like the the crossover from people that you know and to see a fight break out in like your comments and you don't have to do anything um because you don't want to get involved. But if you do have a bunch of that I had that change in mind, too, where like I would post like uh, I would post some sort of article and make a bold statement and an in-law or somebody from work would comment and there would already be like eight street fight people that are like just just dressing them down. And I'm like, I don't even have to fight my own battles anymore. This is fucking great. So here's <laughs> you just um, you just you pot you need a street fight posse on I your think, Facebook.
3: I think some people. Yeah, one uh, one street fight commenter told one of uh, the scouting people. He was actually a <laughs> scouting coworker of mine. He told him to uh, shop for a coffin, and I was like, "Damn, saying <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what I can." I know who wow. that is. That's Love Jacob
0: it. Anderson's <laughs> catchphrase. Yes, it is. He, <laughs> he tells that to all old people. <laughs>
1: I uh I I think like people. So I haven't fought in years, which makes me curious about what I see. I'm not going to go in on Facebook until we're, we're unless I'm saying unless I'm not going in on Facebook until it's Bernie versus Trump. You know what I mean? I'm going to hold off. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any way I'm moving any you're we're moving anybody in the Democrat side, so like it's like whatever, but if it does become Bernie Sanders versus Trump, I think I'm going to lay heavy on Facebook again because I do like yelling at conservatives. It's like one of my top pastimes. I really get mad at them. Uh and uh I also I have grown into a better sort of uh arguer. Not even. Yes. But a lot of times I just know how to to uh, have the kind of ironic distance it takes to not get crazy when you're in these things. So it's like when they start talking, it's kind of like maybe I'll I'll volley back and forth with a little bit of logic and reason. But at some point, I'm probably going to fucking say something rude and just make you go away. And I think that like probably now, again, this depends on the nominee, but by September, I will have the power that you had Lucas and you had Brett. I think if I really work at it, I will have the power to just comment on a post and get it deleted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have to build my power back up. I feel uh, bad. I feel sad for people. For who? For like... I feel sad for some of the, like, the, 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 the like, not super passionate Trump people <laughs> that are just kind of like, well, you know, he's, yeah. he's different. He's, he's, a, he's a, an iconoclast. He's a smart guy or whatever like that. And I sort of feel bad for them because they don't know how stupid they look. Mm-hmm. And they also probably don't agree with anything that Trump is doing. Right. So it's hard for me. Like, so with my father-in-law... I will fight him. Me and him will go at it. I promise that. But like, I think like with people I don't know, I tend to be more lenient because I don't know if they have ugly politics. I understand what Trump is, you know? And I understand that like a lot of Trump's uh, 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 supporters are fueled by a kind of just hate that's not, And I sound like it sounds cliche, but what I mean is like just that, like a lot of what they believe is just uh, in order to piss off a certain segment of people where like I feel like a lot of what we believe is a lot of what I believe, at least, is that like I just want to help everybody. And I do feel like if Sanders is able to get some of this stuff done that like we are providing proof of concept for our beliefs yeah and we can move further to the left after him if we provide a proof of concept to show them that we can make this fucking world better yeah you know what I mean yeah and like uh I feel like we owe it to them because yeah I feel like the Democrats owe it I don't feel like I owe it to anybody but I do feel like the Democrats owe it to like two generations of working class people to show that they don't think that
0: they're idiots yeah
1: and like corn fed morons you know what i mean and i do think that like uh i think they owe it to them and i i think that like this is our opportunity to be like okay how does it feel now that you don't have to worry about your health insurance how does it feel now that your kid's gonna get to go to college and you don't have to fucking worry about how you're gonna get your kid into college how does it feel now that you don't have to worry about going to jail for for weed or or i mean his criminal justice plan is basically no jail time for any drugs yeah and it's just like how uh, do you feel better now like
0: did did your life dramatically improve and i believe that it will yeah if those things happen i think for the fighting thing too if you i mean there's no reason to be cruel like you said there's no reason to treat them like they are demons because they're just disenfranchised people that want to the problem to create problems, but it is easy. Like, you know, like the caller said, uh, when you just roll up and like, you can like buy your logic, then pretty easy and make them feel pretty bad about it. You know, to say oh, like, sure you are against divisiveness, but you're posting the most divisive fucking stance that you can right now. And then they just to get embarrassed, you know, or to tell somebody like, Hey, did how about like I what I you like you could just link to Bernie Sanders' economic plan underneath any of those things and say it doesn't say that in here. Did you bother to read it? You know, yeah, so you don't have to do anything beyond that. Like, did you bother to read his what he said? You know, you know
1: what I'm gonna do? You know how I'm gonna turn a lot of people? I'm just gonna every single day, once he's the nominee, post the thing that says I will legalize weed on day one because cool. I really.
0: Most that's of the, what you think is gonna get, get I people? think that
1: is all that I think that's gonna get people. I think that more people are just gonna be like, oh man, I don't care about healthcare. I heard a, the best stoner laugh the other day, by the way. I was like walking through an alley, a guy comes walking out of the back door of a kitchen and he's like
2: <laughs>
1: it made me like it cheered me up for like blocks yeah like, oh yeah it was just like that guy's happy. they're so it's happy like, yeah somebody said something probably somebody probably somebody fucking called a family guy oh yeah oh yeah and he walked out the back door and was just getting a laugh about the <laughs> love it love it that's a good laugh i like fighting I can't wait to fight the conservatives. That's, yeah, Lucas, i glad excite. to
0: hear you, put, you brought the gloves out. You ready to fight again yeah, on Facebook? I'm glad
3: to have a, a, absolutely. I'm glad I have a bunch of street fighters that are uh, willing to put some Gen Xers that don't know what's up and baby boomers in their place. And I'll <laughs> see the occasional millennial. that's just kind of confused. But um, my partner just got home. Uh, I'm going to go say hey to her. You guys have a great night, and I'll see you when you're up in the Northeast. Hey, right. thanks, thanks for calling, Thank buddy. you for your service.
0: We'll see you. Thank you for your service, brave soldier. <laughs> but, yeah. But,
1: <laughs> I mean, like, getting people to delete things is, like, such a small victory because only you know about oh, yeah. it. But, boy, does it make your you feel good. Ooh, like, that going, is a high. You know? Like, inside you of, today. It's, it
0: just lives inside of them. It's a guilt inside of them because they can't even tell somebody that they feel guilty. They can't get it off their chest. Because they go to somebody and say, hey, I posted a completely wrong thing and someone pointed it out. Like, that would make them feel better to just say it to somebody. Hey, I fucked up today. But they can't. They just have to let it turn into a little ball of cancer inside of them. (laughs) So I heard something today
1: uh, that it's only good for the posts, really. But, like, I I heard a rumor earlier today that uh, Kamala Harris might endorse Bernie Sanders. And it gave me such a
2: high in my heart
1: because I cannot wait to see the meltdowns. If if it happens, look, I don't like her. She's a cop. I love meltdowns.
0: The people that Her supporters are are very much never Bernie people. No, no, I'm I'm not going to. Actually, that's not unfair. I'm sure a lot of people liked her and then moved Bernie. But there is still a vocal. I've already, I mean, I'm avoiding this. I promise I'm avoiding all of this. And I still see some sort of screen cap from somebody that said, We could have had Kamala, but white men had to get what they want, just like they do every single time. You know, it's like, all right. Hey,
1: we didn't get what we wanted in 2016. Well, yeah. I guess we did. We got Trump. White, that's man, really white man wanted. wanted Trump yeah, back
0: then. we really wanted to win for us. <laughs> One of the sleaze bags. <laughs> Let's get the next caller on. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? I'm gonna check my DMs to make sure no one's in there. Hey, this is Daniel in Olympia. How's it going? What's up, Daniel? Did you say I'm London?
1: Uh, oh, oh, you're Olymp- cutting. out. Yeah. Oh, Olympia. I thought you said London. I was like, that's a. That's a long distance one. What's up, Daniel?
5: Well, I uh, figured that since there was someone from Olympia calling last week, I should uh, keep the streak going.
0: Yeah, I like this idea. I wanted
5: to wanted wanna, to give the Free uh, podcast a early notice that the uh, National Network for Abortion Funds fundraiser will be launching next week.
1: Next week or this week? Yep. You you cut out a little. Uh, oh,
0: it's launching this coming week. You're talking about through Narrow, the uh, bowling shit? Oh, no.
2: Like
5: making it bowling, folks.
1: Oh, the bowling thing? I think we're losing you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got I All hope right.
5: it's- I'm going to yeah. jump off then. Oh, sorry, night. dude. I'm yeah, having
1: a hard time hearing They got to get those uh, towers fixed. In, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Olympia. Olympia. God, I haven't logged into Facebook in like five days because I just avoid it. But I want to see what's going on there. And I just 45 fucking notifications and seven friend requests.
0: Dude, the notifications are constant. They should turn them off because they're never relevant at all they're just always like hey that post that you hovered over earlier has some new activity <laughs> i know i know
1: that thing where yes exactly like i won't even click on the goddamn no, no, thing. no but like they a know you're following and it's like i know no 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 i clicked on it because i thought it seemed like bullshit yeah and then i just looked at it because i have a fucking high tolerance for bullshit and now i'm dealing with bullshit
0: you know i don't care so we missed it. What's the abortion fundraiser thing? Let's check the chat. Maybe. Nayro, my man. Isn't Nayro? Are they doing know. the 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 bowl-a-thon? We need to do that. We're always out of town. I bet we will be again cuz it's always around April and stuff. Um so yeah, give money to your abortion providers whether they be, you know, the big names or the independent. Yeah, um, get, like the indie indie abortion, you yes, know, the, the indies, the All right. Uh thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What's up Sarah? How you doing tonight?
6: I'm doing pretty good. I've been a long time listener. First time caller and all that. Sweet. Um, I'm I'm calling just cuz I like I haven't had a thing to call about before, but I uh so I go to school at Temple in Philadelphia and I study uh community development, which is like pretty cool, but it's also a lot of like take donations from billionaires to build housing. I'm like, "Well, we wouldn't need the affordable housing if uh, we weren't, if billionaires didn't exist, but you know, whatever. Cool. Right. Um, but I was, uh, going to get a master's in, um, in city planning too, uh, because they've got like an accelerated program and I just dropped out of that. Uh, don't worry. I didn't spend money on it and I'm going to try and be a labor organizer, uh, instead. So I'm like, wow, congratulations! Very um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I just I just wanted to call in because I, I had a meeting with um this uh group that uh does labor organizing. Here I went and met with a guy who works there. Uh it's it's called Unite Here. Um uh-huh. and one of the things that one of the things they're working on right now is uh so an issue here is that uh all of our schools are like falling the fuck apart like there's asbestos and shit in all of our schools they closed like 30 schools a few years ago they're wildly underfunded um meanwhile there's all this development and like gentrification going on and these big developers who are building hotels keep getting money from the state like free money to do asbestos remediation in old buildings to build hotels And those new hotels that they're building are non-union. And Unite here just like spent all of this time unionizing hotel workers. Very fucked up. And uh, there's a guy who's running for Senate here, a state Senate named uh, Nikhil Saval, for the 1st District. So if there's any Philadelphia street fighters out here, uh, you should... Maybe like try and get on that camp- campaign. I met Nikhil the other day, and he's like super cool and very chill. And like green new deal for Philly, stop giving money to developers, like give money to our schools, healthcare for all. Like as far as electoral politics and all that goes, like this seems kind of worth it.
2: Sweet, that yeah. sounds
0: great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm glad you you found something that uh, to be that fit was more in line with your interests i guess that is uh in like uh the sometimes you find out that like you know like you said the you're just careerifying like charity from billionaires if you're doing this community planning stuff so trying to you know uh making more direct change sounds like good a good choice and uh i'm glad that you found a, a new option
6: yeah thanks Cool. Sorry, I, like, I get nervous, so I just sort of started talking, but, um, yeah, it's, like, the bullshit thing about philanthropy is that you're, like, taking this money from billionaires basically just so they can, like, feel good about themselves and feel good about the fact that they're, like, you know, oh, I helped build, like, you know, 36 affordable housing units, but affordable means, like, affordable to somebody who makes thirty thousand dollars a year which mm-hmm. is like not what we're talking about here like 25 percent of people live below the poverty line in this city we just need free housing
0: yeah we talked about it it's, a little bit all just- on the uh, No Olympics episode oh. i did as well i mean it's happening in all the cities we have we have the similar situation going on here where there's like no air conditioning in our public schools, but there is all this development going on for zero taxes uh, all over the city. They're renovating shit, but they don't have anything for like the public good, but plenty of mixed use shit is going up everywhere. And uh, you know, the, the, I mean, it feels like, you know, they're going to do it. no No matter what we say, you know, like the, we have a group in Columbus called, one Columbus that over the last 10 years has just like done project after project after project, uh, and like hardcore gentrification of the city to make it like a playground where they hope people from like DC and New York will move here for the cheap lifestyle and like work remotely and shit.
6: That's also- literally what's going on here. Like people, there's all this. So I live in, um, I live really close to fish town where brace is actually with, the, um, with, uh, sorry, Brace <laughs> with Truanon. Um, they're going to be doing a show, actually, like, very, I'm going to the show. They're doing a show really close to here, and it's getting insanely gentrified. And a lot of the people who are moving here to live here work in uh, New York City, and they're just moving here because it's, like, cheaper than they can afford here. But I was just, like, looking at property listings for fun, and there's, like, million-dollar houses going up in this neighborhood that, like, literally it's literally on the other side of the tracks. like it's so cartoonish it's like there are people who make like between zero and you know nine thousand dollars a year right like it's it's truly disgusting and we've got we've got the same thing we've got a ten ten 10 year tax abatement here so any new construction or like allegedly if you rehab your home with like all of the right licenses and everything you don't pay taxes on that for 10 years but Like, I don't know any normal person who's getting a license to do, like, normal rehab on their house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, all just for new rich people. It's extremely fucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're fighting the good fight and you know what's up. You know? No longer living in the dark.
6: Um, do you mind if I plug the Nikhil thing just, like, one last time in case anybody's in Philly? Absolutely.
1: Hey, and we're gonna be in yeah, Philly so. too. The tickets are going on sale secretly this week. Pre-announcement.
6: Oh, awesome!
1: We're playing some place uh, called like Jim Billy's or Johnny something. Brenda's. Johnny Brenda's, and it's Hellfire that is, that's
6: Tour. on is playing too.
1: Oh, okay, um, perfect. Yeah,
6: you're gonna be in Fishtown too. Because, I love Fishtown. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, been Fish there. Here.
1: I've been there. Yeah, you we guys know can Fishtown. Go to the L bar. All right. Well, we're going to be there with the District Sentinel Sams and the Trillbillies doing Hellfire Two. It oh, is yeah the kickoff of Hellfire Two. Actually, it's the first I'm show.
6: So fucking psyched! <laughs> okay.
1: I hope so. It's going to be can great.
6: is—is that a secret still?
1: What? I think- it's April 29th, and you can buy April the tickets. Yeah, oh, if you yeah. if you're like really in a hurry to get tickets, they're going to be up on Johnny Brenda's this week. Yeah. We're gonna announce okay. probably in okay. two weeks.
0: Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a poster and everything ready soon. All right. Well, so thanks. Cool. Thanks for Best calling.
6: Show. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh yeah. And just go uh, for people in Philly. Go to NikilSaval.com. That's N-I-K-I-L-S-A-V-A-L.com. He's very cool. Okay. Have a great night, guys. Thank Peace,
0: you. Sarah. Have a good one. Um
1: can I tell you that I told this on true uh, uh, the other show I was on uh, no cartridge. I I told this on no cartridge, but I wanted to, I I, I just want to say this. So like in my neighborhood, they, there used to be a big warehouse, right? They got rid of it because the grocery company folded and they're building a bunch of condos and stuff there. And all of them like get tax abatements, but like, the city council would be like, if you upgrade our pool, we'll give you a tax abatement. And it's like, motherfucker, if you would have got the taxes, you would have been able to upgrade the pool on, yeah. your own, on your own. So these motherfuckers gave us a water slide so they could <laughs> overrun our sewer system. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just announced, like, two more developments in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We're at. Uh, I don't, I didn't look at where, I just don't even want to,
0: I just. Yeah, you'll just wait till they're there and then you'll flip them off.
1: There's just no space, dude. They yeah. just are taking, oh, I've said this on this show. I moved to my neighborhood because there's trees. Like there is, it's like, uh, it looks like the suburbs. Yeah. And it's right in the city. So it's wonderful. It's just, it's just like beautiful. It is like the ideal neighborhood that you would see in like a TV show or something like that, you know? And now they're cutting all the goddamn trees down so that they can widen the road so that Nationwide Insurance can build another fucking building there. To get more people in. To get more people in. And they're building condos, like huge condos. Condos just everywhere. And, oh, I know where the new development is. It's right, they knocked down a funeral home. And then they're just putting a tall condo, mixed-use condo development right there. It's just like, we don't need anymore. We're done. We're
0: full. <laughs> Not Grandview in particular, but I think we got enough
1: places for
0: people so to live forward. now. Yeah, let's do the consensus and then match that up to how many residences there are.
1: I like it. I like the idea of let's count how many people are here and then we'll count how many houses. Right. And you can build a <laughs> new house. When there's not, when, when all the houses are taken up, we're going to let you build a new house, but not until then. I guarantee we never get to the new building. No, We We never, never. it just doesn't happen because fucking there isn't enough people and they just want to keep building. I was just having this conversation with my daughter where she was talking about nuclear power and coal power. She's like, what's your opinion on that to me? You know? And I was like, eh, just nuclear seems fine to me. Because I've heard that from smart people, that it uh seems okay, except for the waste is kind of bad, but coal is terrible, yeah, and stuff like that. And I said, uh, but nobody wants to live by it. And you know what? The reason we're not getting any of this stuff, capitalism. They like the coal, they like burning shit. That's yeah. just the way shit is, you know? And because my wife was like, Well, you really would rather have wind and solar. And I was like, Good fucking luck. They ain't gonna make, they don't make the kind, see what the power companies want is you giving them some money every single month forever until you die. Yeah. They don't want you to just buy solar panels and then they have to give you money when you feed energy back in to the grid Yeah. or like windmill. They don't want to give you a fucking I would put a windmill in my backyard any day. I'm not one of these fucking People, these rich people in Martha's Vineyard, which me and my wife have been uh, scapegoating since probably the '90s. Okay, we've been yelling about these people since the night. What I happened? Guaranteed. So, in Martha's Vineyard, and this is just something I heard. I don't even know if this is true. This is great. Yeah, yeah. This is really, but me and my wife talk about it all the time, just cuss and spit at rich people. Uh, they wanted to put windmills in the ocean. This is just out there, like way out there in the ocean. You got yourself a big windmill and it's fucking generating power for the grid. And apparently these rich people were like, "Eh, I don't want to look out my window and see see a windmill in the ocean. And it just that was probably my first like leftist. At yes, righteous, really leftist kill the anger. Because it was just like, fuck you, man. Do you know what? I got to, you know what? You don't fucking get to control what happens outside of your windows. That's how I feel. It's like if they fucking put a goddamn oil derrick in front of my house, they put one there. I don't know what to fucking do. You know? Yeah, they shouldn't. I don't want them to. My aunt one time, though, uh, really... She's she's wild as shit. This aunt, I never talk about her. You probably haven't met her or anything. Uh, she um lives near Denison University because she's, she's a librarian there. She's a Reform Party volunteer, <laughs> and she lives on a farm. She has no TV and uh, no internet. They they just don't. Yeah, it's just books are enough and pipe organs. She got big pipe organ in her house. Okay, okay? cool. And they ride around a tractor and. Like Digging yeah, dig the dirt and shit. Yeah, you know? Aubrey, they don't like Aubrey grow shit. crops. Okay. That's not like they're farming. Okay. You know, they just have a bunch of fucking land. And then they, they grow some of it. their own stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh they wanted to put a Verizon uh uh pole on her property, and they just kept offering her more and more and more money, and she fucking turned it down. They never got to build that Verizon tower. Which to me, I bet you they probably just build it on a lot Like (laughs) one
2: over But at
1: least she fought I always like admired First of all, I admire anybody that doesn't have a TV That I'm impressed with Okay, Hasn't had a TV since the 80s, dude Never owned one Thought it was poison Did her kids would come to our house on holidays, and they would just be like flies up yeah. to that TV, oh, yeah. dude. Just with that their faces. Their kid's up. head would be on the TV, like, oh my god! <laughs> Didn't matter what what was on. Football. He's like, fuck it, it's TV. I love this.
0: Yeah, weird. It's kids.
1: exciting. Ended up
0: being weird kids. <laughs> I mean, that's not not at all surprising. <laughs> I mean, probably normal, but not for like the us, like they're probably they're until okay I'm not, i don't want to i plural. mean you don't want to say normal <laughs> no, i know in any by any stretch I, of yeah i has. don't i don't i know i don't But i'm just saying that like it our kids are just we are accustomed to having one million pieces of information shot at us every moment of our life on every surface we look at yeah and if you avoid that i think that like the stimulus the brain might be able to chill chillax a little bit. Well, they're more. in college
1: now. You think they fucking going butt shit crazy? Oh like, yeah. You think they're
0: just fucking. Oh god. Just J and O, and they're like looking knocking at- on <laughs> knocking on people's doors and shooting them with paintball guns. Is what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what they're doing.
1: It's gotta be nuts. I don't even know if they homeschool. Do you know if they homeschool? They dumped my grandma's ashes on their land too. Oh, that's tight. Well, I wouldn't put. I'd I- never just like fuck it.
0: You don't want to live under one of those towers, though. I wouldn't want to live under that. I would make you give you a brain tumor, man. Dude, I would let him. And want a brain tumor?
1: No, I don't want a brain tumor, you would just but move? I want a whole bunch of money. And, and I would just get the fuck out.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, we were. T- it's funny that Martha's Vineyard thing came up because I was talking to somebody about how uh, there was that old trash. Bur- there was a trash burning like waste place in the South End. And they ha- like, there was like a, a, a city forum and all this stuff. And they're like, you know please stop burning fucking trash. We're right here. We have to breathe it and fucking, cause apparently they weren't burning it at like a, incinerating it at a high enough heat. So there was all these like extra things that were being, you know, left behind in the water and the <laughs> soil and everywhere. And it's like, could you do that somewhere else? <laughs> Can you take that away? We're like, there ain't people living at. They, uh, I Frank road. Is that what you're talking
2: yeah, about? Yeah. So
1: I, I knew this dude growing up and we had to write in our journals in the fifth grade and uh this dude just dumb as a fucking box of rocks he's a good friend of ours growing up uh not a good friend we hated him most of the time and then sometimes we liked him but anyway he uh i remember one time in his journal (laughs) oh okay okay yeah (laughs) so one time i looked at his journal and it said things i hate because we had to write about things we hate (laughs) You really yeah, it was weird. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's a very the 90s. pessimistic school It was like school. 92 or something. You were still allowed to hate back then. Okay. They were like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So in fifth grade, we're writing things, or maybe it was things I don't like, uh-huh. but it was just things that annoy <laughs> me. Things I hate. Right. And I wrote like a whole eloquent thing about something, not eloquent, but you know, I wrote a whole thing about something I didn't like, you know, because I like writing. This motherfucker just made a list that <laughs> had three things on it. Frank Road, sausage, and Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs>
0: frank road <laughs> frank road this is that's the, where the they, trash
1: burning animal burning place
0: yeah there was a there was like a inland product yes
1: and what they would do is i knew a guy that worked there first of all and he said sometimes he would get really frustrated and he would just go out and he would kick a dead pig and i was like this is what working people do this is crazy
0: yeah yeah that's a, it's dead yeah I already know, they know.
1: also had to put us this is the south end such a great part of ohio this is why i want our office on the south end they had to put a sign outside of the plant that said we do not accept dead animals
2: <laughs>
0: right
1: and motherfuckers would just pull it up and throw <laughs> <dead> <laughs> animals
0: over the fence it was a red yeah it was a
1: it's rendering, rendering plant plan. yeah yeah it just smelled over there and and like he hated it and sausage and which sausage. is an odd thing
0: weird choice is. yeah don't like that and then Huey Lewis is. I mean, that's a like bad him. choice too. I mean, I mean, Ho- I kind of like him he- now, but no no, he- no, 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 no. I'm saying, that's a bad choice to hate Huey Lewis. <gasps> Weird to hate Huey. Yeah, Lewis, I think it's pretty know? good. He's not like if you let's do it by bad. yourself and don't let anybody else. Yeah, know. don't
1: play it out loud.
0: Yeah, and, don't cut party. it on for a party. Yeah, yeah. don't
1: fucking try to be ironic.
0: If you're in a towel and you're getting ready in the morning, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Telling people to just be private with their likes. Yeah, take the call. I'm gonna grab that chair because I'm in a bad one.
0: Oh yeah, Brian uh keeps falling. The uh the chair keeps adjusting.
1: It fucking does it every time.
0: Yeah, it's just broke it, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Is it is it me? It's a skeleton? It's not a skeleton. <laughs>
4: guy, I didn't know like, oh, you were even on the phone, I'm man. No, nope. no, it's not a skeleton, Brett. It's Trevor. Hey, hey. Trev- <laughs> what's up, Trevor? <laughs> oh, thanks, Brett. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that I've been listening to Metallica for the past four days. Woo! That's it.
1: That's BP for you.
4: Stupid show, man. Oh yeah. my gosh. I've been what? listening to Justice for All, fucking, all the Kill Them All, uh, Ride the Lightning. Master load? Puppets. You
1: giving load a listen? Uh, load and reloaded uh,
4: not yet
1: those are the jams those are the ones
4: i've done black album too but i all because of how much you guys have been talking about it
1: yeah it's so funny brett got a bunch of people because i've had a lot of people say this too that brett got him listening to uh, uh, Metallica. And then I now have a bunch of people saying curses to Brian. He's making me listen to Kid Rock.
4: Like, like it's my fault.
0: Yeah, oh. we, like, we made, like we made catchy music. No, Kid
4: Rock sucks, but Metallica is awesome. Like, so, me, like the, how good they are, like those chugs and the way they shred. Every metal band that is around now owes everything to Metallica. I mean, I say you, Pantera. You got to like, hear it. just makes you appreciate how um, like metal so much more when you listen to that when it was out in like 86, you know, before I was born.
0: Yeah, they're incredible. The old stuff is absolutely incredible. I love the I I really love the um the instrumental stuff like Orion, I listen to like crazy. Like I'll just yeah. be headbanging yes, in the kitchen. I listened
4: to that in my car today, Brett. Yes, absolutely.
0: Man. But I gotta say, check out the it's, it's, uh, check out the hardwired to self destruct, which came out like in 2016. But there's the song. There's a song called Hardwired. Really? That is fucking good. Just the song it Hardwired. Hard- it 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 definitely is very similar oh. to the older stuff, and that it's just like hard charging and uh, yelling it's great
4: yes yeah no but like like i think like thrash metal like speed metal like that is all owed to metallica and like i want oh. my metal to be fast and hard like that oh yeah man. this will make you laugh that is Slow metal, exactly I mean. how it all started you know this will
0: make brian laugh I had my first Megadeth fan finally slip in where they were like, you need oh, no. to stop listening to that pop oh, thrash. Yes. They said, stop listening to the pop thrash stuff. Listen to Risk by Megadeth. No,
1: don't, <laughs> don't get into Megadeth for me. Just please. Let's not. Let's I can't not get go, into go. I can't do that? I got into Ozzy, which is totally perfectly fine. But That's Megadeth except- is unacceptable. Nobody likes Megadeth, dude. Nobody well actually everybody likes it because we're gonna be we're gonna be on the guest list at the megadeth show
2: so yeah (laughs) it's
1: gonna be a lot nicer but they don't really like megadeth
4: no
1: well i'm gonna like megadeth when i'm if i can hopefully try to get in and 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 see dave mustaine live i've actually seen him live once and i really enjoy the song train of consequences
7: it's the train of consequences. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no coming back.
0: <laughs> that sounded good. That yeah, good. that's Totally. Yeah, Metallica, uh, I
1: like that everybody's like I, I think 2020 is the year of Metallica. I've 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 been yeah, saying they're back. This, and uh they're back in a big way. Dude, they haven't released an album or anything. Dude, but also, they're not really doing it. Dude, anything. I think Listen.
4: like a really like a Rise of Lightning T-shirt, like black with that white blue like with just that logo on it i think that's a hot t-shirt i think we're going to go back to like black metal t-shirts are going to be in fashion yeah, again like they've H24, already four they're bringing that stuff back plus now you guys are beasts all of a sudden i see we're anti-social club i see we're in uh fear of god i see you guys <laughs> what's up with that
0: i like it i like the stuff yeah. i uh we're trying to we're trying to get into like little 20 we want 23 year olds to think that we're cool so that we can convince them to tear down the government (laughs) i
1: truly do i do i do i'm wearing anti-social social social club now so that
4: now he's got that i'm wearing an ass club
1: shirt on and t-shirt ass club t-shirt i want their t-shirt that says ass club and then i'm done with anti-social social social club it just says ass club across the front and i'm like i want to be in the ass club
0: okay so the other thing is you got to listen to that acoustic album with Metallica too, because they do Disposable Heroes. And... <laughs>
4: yeah, hell yeah. Let's go back to Metallica, Brett.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say Disposable Heroes acoustic is fucking great.
4: Disposable Heroes. Okay. Yeah. i remember that.
0: So that's, my, that's the end of my Metallica <laughs> <laughs> recommendation. Sorry. <laughs> I've been listening for a lot longer no, than four no days. Worries, bro. I'm in a spiral.
4: Yes, yes. No, I'm I, i I'm down to get even more in-depth until I appreciate <laughs> uh, appreciate the advice. But yeah. I, want, I just wanted to go on here to say it's the only reason I've been listening to fucking Metallica is because you guys won't shut up about it. So oh. that's, uh, and uh, I fucking love you guys, and you are the absolute best. And uh, I hope just to see you guys when come back to Iowa to the Hawkeye State. So... Yeah. Um, we loved yeah, Iowa. Have a great night. I appreciate you having me on. Have
0: a good one. Peace. Ohio, uh, Iowa definitely has a yeah. lot of uh Iowa vibes, vice versa. Definitely Midwestern, lots of corn fed people. And uh it's also a place where, like, you know, there's lots of cool people there, but uh people think it sucks. And that's kind of nice. You kind of like it that way. You just want people to stay the fuck out of your state and on your business so you can just do what you want. Uh let's see who is on the line next here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
8: Hi there. This is Jen.
0: Hey, Jen. How's it going?
8: Um, um It's going pretty good. I'm from here. Uh, Denver. What was that? Hello. I'm from Denver. From
0: Denver. Okay. Love Denver. Nice place. Yeah.
8: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a film student currently just starting out, so i'm i don't know i just been like you know long time first time long time kind of shit you know that's great uh sorry you, I, I'm, I'm awkward as fuck
0: no no not at all uh you 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 are speaking clearly and not, i understand what's what's going on here uh so are you did you move to denver or are you originally from there oh no B- born and raised born and raised denver wow not much of those these days, yeah. right? You have all these people coming in trying to get in
8: on your your. Oh God, yeah, so many, so many yuppie assholes living in identical gentrified buildings. I don't know what it is with the architectural style or lack thereof of them, but they look like, like fake amusement park versions of apartment buildings. Uh, you know what I mean? I
0: mean? I know, it's it's just fucking infuriating, because there is, like, there you can go and look at architectural building, like, from the past that are still around, and they have a statement, and it's oh not bad. In
8: Denver, there is so much um, incredible shit, like, oh, the old Union Station is fucking it's a marvel man it's beautiful and there's no if there's I've no been, reason uh, that
0: there's no reason to like it. there's a, it, like it doesn't it's not bad that it's old or that it's from a time what using you know using a, a modern artist or modern architect of the time to create a place but you're right now it's it's not there is no architecture behind it it's the cheapest grade stuff that they can get that kind of looks like the beginning of some '90s TV show about the city, you know, it's like they're just trying to get something oh that looks God, like yeah. that.
8: But it and even like, not, it looks like that '90s ideal of a city. You say beyond that because they're it's offering like
0: the world. mallish version of it. It's just so cleansed of any sort of culture or or anything, and you know, like like in in Columbus we have mixed use it's places. Like, uh,
8: it's like the, it's like the feeling you get while walking around in that mausoleum of. Of uh, tunnels that's that used to be a mall under Crystal City, Virginia. Uh, when you go through the through the metro from DC, y- yeah, Do
0: you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I don't. I have not been to that. I, it does. That sounds very familiar, actually. But I don't know if I if I recall. It's uh they're they're putting them everywhere, and it's so sterilized. And I don't know what I don't know how it's going to work. I really don't know if it really people are going to sign up to to spend, you know, $2,000 a month on a condo downtown Columbus that's above, like, a White Castle One thing or a Taco Bell. One
8: thing that at least gives me some reassurance is that so many of these buildings I know are going to age like fucking milk. Oh, and yeah. have down, tore, have to be torn down so quickly after <laughs> they've been built. Well, they're well, that's what I... Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I oppose them from the get,
0: is that they aren't sustainable. They aren't going to be around for long. Oh, yeah.
8: They're just cash grabs. That's it.
1: You don't think they're going to last very long?
0: I don't know. I'm not. I don't
1: know. I'm
8: like, their construction is shoddy as fuck. They're like, I don't know. Like, all of their pastel colors are going to fade insanely fucking quickly. That kind of shit.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. True.
1: That's pretty fucking cool, though. (laughs) <laughs> like when they it's gonna look really depressing yeah, it's, and you know what hey oh it's like God, when you
8: yeah. go
0: go buy one of those plastic sheds that looks all nice
1: it's and gonna new, be and like it's, more,
8: it's gonna be like those old shitty uh british you know prefab apartments but but like an abandoned amusement park instead
0: yeah not bad oh i love
1: that i love abandoned amusement parks by the way so
8: it's oh like God, Gotham yeah. city it's shit. So
1: i would love to so go so to fun. Fun. one i would love to oh, go man. to one and drive around but or walk around, but uh, I'd probably just feel like the cops were going to come the whole been time. If you've to
8: Denver, there's a super old amusement park called Lakeside that's just so fucking awesome. It's been around since like 1902 or something It's like or 1912, I think. But it is, It's is—it's fucking amazing. Yeah, awesome. that urban exploration but, um, stuff oh, is very was cool. Was, um, the thing I was going to talk about was a specific thing that's really interesting to me that I... uh just finished making a movie about, which is um, this huge French general strike in 1968, which is just known as May 68, because it's, you know, May of 1968, and it was basically over the course of a month, but over that month, uh, 10 million people went on strike, estimated, it's kind of hard to estimate when it's that big, but um, and uh, de Gaulle, who was president at the time, he was old as fuck, he fled to this french military base in germany called uh baden baden and was like planning to have the military go in and occupy paris and shit but then he reconsidered and had this like glorious return and turned it into like this pr victory out of nowhere basically yeah fucking crazy story but yeah
1: what's the movie is there you said there's a movie about it
8: yeah i just finished making it it's called uh phantoms of the communards okay the, uh, percussive history of may sixty eight it's on youtube you can check it out
1: sweet I, I will check that out i love seeing uh i love seeing like uh the 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 old <laughs> communist stuff
8: that like the uh oh the- god yeah there's so much of that shit like there's i don't know the french they go fucking hard up with that shit They really do I
1: we yeah. I've was just talking about this like a couple weeks ago About like how You know that after 9-11 It was all like the French are a bunch of fucking Cowards and stuff like it's that and It's pride.
5: like
1: yeah those freedom motherfuckers pride. Every day I turn on I, I look at like the news and stuff And they're out fighting In the streets for their shit And it's like yeah I don't think they're yeah. cowards You
8: know what I mean <laughs> I think yeah, they're tougher no, than us. I mean, gang they drivers go on strike every other fucking month. I know. And they're it's you, motherfucker. Like,
1: <laughs> I saw the police fighting but, oh, the fire department their, um... there.
8: Oh fuck yeah, dude! Wait, speaking yeah. of, also there was uh, there's been a huge, pretty big uh, general strike that's been going on since like December in France over Macron's uh, been trying to do this insane neoliberal uh reformation of the pension system which turns it into a gamified points based system where everybody is on a quote unquote level playing field where it basically gets rid of a bunch of union negotiated uh special pension benefits where like if you're in like a rail if you're a railroad worker and you work a particularly strenuous job you can retire earlier or um if you're a ballet dancer you can retire earlier so ballet dancers were on strike too they <laughs> fucking danced Swan Lake in front of the fucking opera house with a with like a bunch of strike signs on it it was fucking lit
1: that is nuts i want to go there i'm going to go there and get whipped my ass whipped by somebody in the street i think that's that's
8: a new goal okay okay let's do it. yeah sure it. well it's, thanks interesting they um it's interesting as far as um like Bud, there is like awful and super expensive, but hash is fucking everywhere and it's lit.
1: Nah, yeah, that is true. Like yeah, that's why I always don't want to leave the country. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's I'm like to up and situation? die. Yeah, and like that's what Japan always is.
8: Like, oh man, uh, we are doing knife oh, hits. Oh god, that finding a plug in Japan is a particular type of nightmare. I think.
0: Yeah, it's uh very illegal there. I know that. I would just, like, sneak acid
8: on the yeah, board.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just mean, so do like I wouldn't him, like, go ahead, because I know a few wrestlers yeah, have gone hard. to actual jail for even just bringing little bits of weed with them. Matt Seidel spent yeah. a couple months in jail for weed edibles. It's like, I wouldn't even mess oh, with it. Oh, come on. But that's Japan, man. That's wow. their thing. Maybe they'll lighten that's, up on it when yeah. we lighten up on it. That's what I keep thinking. I was like, well, we'll lighten yeah, up okay. on it and maybe other people will. So, Well, thanks for calling yeah. in. We're going to hit our break now. It's yeah, break time to time. break. Thanks for calling. All right, no problem. Thank have, you. have a good night. Fine. Peace to the Middle East. Around 10,000 people showed up for Pete's Town Hall in Virginia today. Wow. that's that's a, That's invigorating. Yeah. Virginia uh, is where like all the <laughs> things are, though. You know what I mean? Racist? In...
0: <laughs> no, not racist. Like Confederate monuments and Confederate highways.
1: No, just like all the consultant
2: places.
0: Oh, Virginia and, like, is where like, like black water. That's
2: Blackwater where
0: black water and.
9: Hold me, I don't need someone to love and I don't need no one at all And I wanna be all by myself I don't nobody else I wanna be all by myself I don't need nobody else I don't need someone to make me I don't need someone to break me I don't need someone to love and I don't need no one at all
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Street Fight is here. I hope you enjoyed the music. Sorry about the cutoff there. Uh, That was Wasp Wasp Factory. You can find them on Spotify and other streaming channels. Wasp Factory out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Thank you, Jordan. Uh, He came out on Wednesday night to the AEW Dynamite Watch Party with us and told us to check out the band, asked if we'd play them on the show. I listened to it and immediately it was like, yes, our people will love this. So check them out. They're wasp factory. Also street fight music related. If you, we got a lot, we got a ton of messages from people that asked about the closing song on the only fans for the military episode. Um, the one that Jake, I see Jake, our audio engineer did. Uh, well, we did pre-orders for his cassettes and they are finally here. So If you want to support Jake and his album, Terrorist Threats, we are selling tapes in the Street Fight store, store store.streetfightradio.com. You will also get access to all the audio files and bonus material, uh, five bonus songs that aren't available anywhere else except for through Street Fight. So head to store.streetfightradio.com to take advantage of that. Plus you can get tickets for our show next Friday. Is it this Friday or next Friday? Friday? It's this Friday. Yeah, we got to do a show for Holy shit. This Friday is uh Street Fight Radio live in Columbus, Ohio at Ruby Tuesday. Just Brian and I, no guests, no music, anything like that. It's just going to be a regular old Street Fight show and a party. Uh we need y'all to come out and hang, laugh. We need to know, you know, if wh- if this shit's any good, we need to we need to do a little bit of, uh, we, we want to rewrite the constitution in all the cities that we visit this year. So <clears throat> Columbus, this is your chance to help us make a new world. We want to crowdsource the rules and we'll figure out by the end of this year, what would be best for the rest of us? You know, not just the people that decide how we can live. Sounds like a plan. Yes. Yeah. I have ideas. I have a lot of ideas. So i got a couple,
1: I think uh, we're going to be all set on the new constitution.
0: All right. Um, you want to get into these calls? Yeah, let's get another call in. Well, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
7: Yo, what's up? It's Robert. I am in Seattle. What's up, Robert?
1: How you doing tonight?
7: I'm doing great. Uh, let's see here. I just joined you guys on Patreon, so... I feel really good about that. You see me entertained. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, but
1: now I live in Seattle. So Nice. Well, what's going on tonight? Thanks for, thanks for going on Patreon. Listen
0: to the bonus stuff. It's fun. Yeah, we, we just did the Marco's Pizza for uh, Undercover Boss, and that was really good.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to start some kind of monster this week. I think. I think we yeah, should. I love that Undercover Boss. So.
0: Yeah, they're fun. They're
1: fun for us to do, so I'm glad people uh, enjoy them. So, uh, what's going on?
7: Oh, nothing. So I was just thinking about, um, well, out here we have, okay, so people keep seen it's like a utopian city or something. When you live in Seattle, it's a bunch of, like, you know, liberal white people, and I'm a gay black guy who lives out here, so I have a whole different perspective, <laughs> and it is, I swear, dude, Seattle is just as, like, corrupt and disgusting as it was in Louisville, as it is in any other city, it's just as bad out here. Like people are just as stupid.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and we're. Where do are you met? Are you met with? Are you are you voicing these these critiques to anybody? Or are you being met with any with pushback?
7: Well, kind of, sort of. So I actually uh, ran for city council last in twenty nineteen for district six. It uh, didn't go too well, but. I met a whole bunch of really, really good people who I feel like, I feel like most people, most normal people are on, like, they kind of get it. They see that, you know, like, our politicians, like, uh, Kishama, uh, she's, like, the main one. She's seen as, like, the socialist in the city. And yeah, she's they good. Think of her, yeah, they see her as being, like, you know, she's, well, they see her as a socialist, but everything they do kind of goes against, it it's real, um, real psychological out here like they're real smart you gotta be really savvy to live in this city and they kind of like play this trick on you where they're like yeah see we're helping all you poor folks out like we're taking care we make sure everybody gets a piece of the pie when really making sure that like they get their money from the developers so
0: (laughs) right they get paid first and then do lip service right or just say like, yeah, I'm on your side. And it's like, but no, I mean, I'm saying the stuff that you're doing. It doesn't seem like you're on my side. Like, no, but I actually am. I do believe that stuff. You know, I, I'm very progressive. Yeah, I right.
1: mean.
7: It's like they just, they just, they passed this, uh, sorry, they, they just passed this stupid legislation that's, uh, well, it's not stupid, but it's no winter evictions. Like no evictions are winter, right? So on the surface, that looks really good, right? Like, no one can be evicted now during, I think it's like three or four months uh, during the cold season, uh, landlords cannot evict people. So, so what that's done is now it's made it to where like people like me who don't make $120,000 a year, um, you have to have, you know, these landlords have upped it up even more. So now you've got to have a 700 credit score. You've got to have, um, you know, like all these references. They've got to know where you work. How, you know, it's, really, it's much more difficult to rent something here now. And that's what they keep doing is putting all these
0: restrictions in place. Right. They, they've they've um, they've moved all of the risk. The, you know, they've made it all the landlords now in a position where they feel that they they don't have the opportunity to make money for these three months out of the year if they have to evict somebody, and that's resulted in in nobody getting any extra help. I mean, besides I guess, unless you're going to get evicted. So
7: well, they're going to be like, okay, so landlords will say, okay, that's cool. Then here's what we're going to do. So it used to be, you know, well, we didn't mind if you made fifty thousand dollars a year or whatever, but now we got to really make sure that you're qualified right. before we uh, let you rent from us. So and then they say, well, screw it, I don't want to rent anymore anyway. I'll just sell this place, and that's exactly what developers are looking for because they need a place to build a bunch of micro uh, apartments.
1: <laughs> right, right, man, renting should be the easiest thing in the world, in my opinion. Like, because buying is a commitment, right? It's like, I got to deal with this motherfucker for the rest of my life. But renting is really only a year, and you should be able to just get in. You know? What, I mean, what's, gonna, what's the worst that happens? You stop paying your rent, they kick you out.
0: Well, they can't you know, do that now. They're all scared that they're not going to be able three to kick months, you out. Though, in time. They can kick
1: you out after. And how but, many people do you think are going to be like, "I'm just not going to pay my rent for these three months"? Right. You know. And what'll end up happening if they do that is that it'll just all be stacked back on when the three months is up. Like nobody's taking advantage of it. You know. And um, it just seems weird to me. Like you could, there are ways to like guarantee housing for people. That, that makes sense. And it's like, yeah, we shouldn't be giving concessions to, to, to landlords. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. in the current way that the world works, like they still are the people that we have to rent from, you know, like we still have to go to them and they have to still be willing to give us the stuff. I mean, we don't really have any negotiating power right in in that way cuz we just have to have the place like the, a real reform is negotiating power a real reform gives you leverage when you're dealing with a landlord you know it, and it's uh, i guess probably like a real good reform and and I don't think it's bad to not kick people out during the winter but I I think like a reform like uh 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 you know, cutting the screening process fees and, and, and all of that stuff is, is more helpful, I guess. And then also nationalizing housing is really helpful too. But
7: do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Well, that's, that's how they see it out here. So they see it as, okay, we just need to, there's all these people, um, you know, there's all these homeless people. They just need a place to live, you know, uh, and you know the landlord's just making it tough for them, so we're going to just make these restrictions on all and put all these restrictions out on these landlords and then you know it'll be fine like everyone will be able to get a place and like I don't know if it's a if it's something where it's like they're just do if they're doing this they're you know they're creating all this legislation just to uh to make it more difficult you know feels like a, if there's a hidden agenda behind it, or if they really just don't understand that you know there's so many better ways i mean we have all these brand new sparkling buildings, I mean all this brand new housing in this city that no one lives in. I mean it's yeah. just like completely empty.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why that's the type of thing where I'm just like take it away from the fucking landlords. Just fucking take it away from them. You know what? If you build a big building and you can't fill that fucking thing up, we're going to take it over and we're going to fill the fucking thing up. Yeah. You know, that's the way I think about that stuff. It's like there is no penalty, really. For building a building that nobody ends up moving into. No. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you lose money, but these developers, prob- there's probably ways to get that money back. I don't know, but I know that like corporate welfare is like a real fucking thing. And these developers probably get the money back anyway, even if they don't fucking build them. Yeah, the at
0: place. a certain point, in losing money makes you money. Yeah. So to me, it's like there needs to be a
1: penalty if you build a place that doesn't have people living in it. Because I just walk by these buildings downtown every day and I don't know who the fuck is living in them, dude. I never see people walking in and out of those buildings that yeah. I walk by. Those new, the big white castle buildings. I've never seen a person walk out of the big new white castle, half white castle, half condos building. I just don't see it. And I don't see people walking out of like just any of them. I don't imagine people live in them. They and and it's like uh, so now they're just sitting there doing nothing. They knocked down a probably a beautiful old building to put it in there, and now there's this big empty building and a bunch of homeless people walking around downtown. And it just seems it's stupid. It like we have such a stupid system. That's, that's Bernie yes, Sanders I mean, that's needs to work, penalize yeah. them for that too. You know what I hate about Seattle? Can I tell you? And, and like, this is just the thing.
7: Please. Everything closes early there. It's fucking wild. When yes, you... <laughs> it's so, because everything runs on tech time. Look, I work with, I don't work in the tech industry. I'm a bartender at the museum of pop culture downtown. Right. So I get a ton of tourists and they always say the same thing. Everything closes in the city at 10 o'clock. I said, because it runs on tech time. Because the way the Seattle operates is that they want everything to run to operate on. You have to, either you work for tech directly or indirectly. So that means that everything shuts down by 10 o'clock. Grocery stores, everything are done by 11 because they don't. They kind of want to make it to where it, it's made just for these tech people. Well, they, it's they how the you- City is set up.
0: They want, they want people to be waking up at five in the morning to do like start doing like right. z- to start working so, out and so start that's why, m- like, we have life hacking.
7: Everything starts at 6.30 in the morning from like 6.30 to 9.30. It's, it's insane traffic because if you don't work in tech, then that means you have to live outside the county or outside the city limits. So you've got all these people coming into the city. So between like 6.30 and 9.30 and then uh, I would say like 3.30 and 5.30, there's all this traffic. And then there's Nothing, nothing in this city when we and get so everything shuts down.
1: So when me and Brad have to fly to Seattle, uh, I don't think he does this for me, but we usually fly out later in the afternoon because I like to sleep late or whatever. So we don't get up early and we usually get to Seattle right around 11. I think, you know, most mm-hmm. of the time and we want to go get some food. And I usually want to go buy a box fan when I get there, nothing open, just nothing. <laughs> And you're like, well, Nothing. then fine. We'll just go to a Walmart. Walmart's closed. Yeah. You know, Target's closed. It's like Walmart and mm-hmm. is open twenty-four hours here and Target's open till midnight. All of them are open till midnight here. It's so weird to go to some of these big cities that close down so early like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
7: Yeah, they don't want anything. If you like everything has to be it's um it's almost kind of like the way that so we do a lot of huge, uh, big events for, like, Microsoft, and I bartend these events for, like, Microsoft and, um, and Amazon and Tableau, these huge companies in this city. And I've noticed um, over, like, the course of two years of living out here with these people that these companies, they even, like, they tailor these events where these people are, like, tampered. The people that work there, it's almost kind of like they mothered them in a way to where it's like, okay, you guys, you know, we're going to keep the lighting a certain way. The music, we're trying to create this certain vibe to where you feel like you're cool and you're edgy and we're doing fun stuff for you. But at the same time, it's like, you know, but we're your boss. So, you know, this is a fun (laughs) workplace. You'll never get this anywhere else. And it's like, they, they do everything for these tech people. You know, these 21 year olds are moving out here from like Vancouver and from like all over all over the world making $120,000 a year and they're catching this bubble to where it's like, this is what you do. This is, we take care of you. And if you ever think about quitting, what are you going to do? You're not going to, you can't do anything. You are not do your own laundry. We do that for you.
2: That's well,
0: how the city likes to operate. I mean, I mean, it. Was, I think one of those people, I think it was Bill Gates that, that got caught confirming that they don't hire, they didn't hire people from like the other companies, you know, that was a long time ago, but there is a shutout. Like they can make it show you don't work in that town again, if they don't want. And it is uh, it is one oh, of those yeah. things. It's yeah. not like, you know what, man? I fucking hate work, but we got to do it. So we might as well make our job cool. No, they're literally like, we're going to we're going to make this a very comfy, cozy place for them, and then hold it over them. You know, yeah. like you're, oh, you're yeah. like w- mm-hmm. we gave we put a pool table out here. We gave you Nerf guns. Are you fucking kidding me? How can you complain about this job? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
7: i mean, I mean, they they bought a whole area of the city. Like we had South Lake Union was nothing but like uh like five years ago it was nothing but. Um, like parking garages and lots and, and vacant buildings in five years. If you look at South Lake Union now, I mean, it's just all this brand new residential housing for where tech people who can go stay. I mean, I have been, you know, I've spent time homeless living in my car while I was working two jobs in this city. And, you know, you pass by all these huge buildings that are brand new that Amazon own, and they don't say they own them, but they own this whole area of the city. And they just only want it for tech people. They have these really cool bars where you like throw axes and stuff. And them. you know, they make all this up just for them. And that's how they want to be. It's very inclusive where it's just tech people. Yeah. There's actually, so what about people who's going to bartend? They can't bartend, you know, but they want drinks. Yeah. Yeah. So they absolutely. Need somebody like me to do that. <laughs> well, they do that
1: a lot. That, that happens a lot here too, though. They're just like, the city is very expensive to live in, but they also need people to, like, uh, sweep the floors or, or bartend or serve and stuff like that. And it really does, like, bum me out that, like, they can't afford to live close to work. They have to, like, live out in the suburbs and, and commute here to, like, work at Subway, you know, because where do you live if you work at Subway on, on High Street here? Yeah. You gotta live in the suburbs. That's the only thing you can do. They have like they have like made the cities places that you can't that like you're allowed to come and work in, but uh unless you make a certain amount of money, you don't get to live there.
7: I mean, it's kind of like, you know, imagine, you know, because I, I love Cincinnati. I love Ohio in general, but imagine like Cincinnati was Seattle. You'd have to live in um you'd have to live over across the river. Yeah, in Northern Kentucky. Yeah, you have to live over there, and then there's a, there'd be a one bus that everyone who bartends serves whatever. They have to catch that one bus in the middle of downtown um, Cincinnati to go back and forth. That's how Seattle is, where there's just a few buses I mean, that go D- in and out the city twenty four seven.
0: DC was similar too. Where like we were on the last stop on the Orange Line, and the apartment building we lived in, it was all kinds of fast food and service workers that were in our building. Like they, it was just the the exact last stop, you know, that you could still work in DC and have access to like the, the train system. Yeah. And
1: That's like that. And it's not as bad in Columbus because it's cheaper to live here, but it is, it's the thing where like uh, all the staffs at all the places, unless you're like very high up or you're owning it or you're, you're not, you will not live down here because I mean, you know, the cost of living is very different here, but you can't really get anything for less than $2,000 a month downtown, like in the downtown in that area where you would be able to like walk to work and do all your stuff. And like, even, I mean, my wife couldn't really afford to live downtown with what she makes. And it's just like, they ruined downtown.
0: There's a really good, in Columbus, there's a guy, uh, his name is Scott Woods, and he writes for Columbus Alive. And he did some pretty good articles called The Two Columbuses about how there are people that are, you know, the ones that are doing all of the work for us that are completely left out of the the conversation and go to neighborhoods that are neglected, um, you know, or are just places that they plan to put future Developments, You know, they're just letting them let these places run down until they can rebuild them and make it another playground for, you know, people with the right amount of income level. And, uh, yeah, we're absolutely we're losing. I mean, this the the Bernie Sanders thing is a lot of where I've seen a lot of photos of folks that I know were are like taking time off of a very strenuous work schedule to go do some of this caucusing, you know, like working people that are spending 60, 70 hours a week. Trying to make money to live in some of these places. Did you hear the guy yesterday? The uh, Latino guy in
1: in MSNBC like interviewed him, and they were being kind of condescending to him. And then uh, they were kind of like, "Why are you here, caucusing for Bernie Sanders?" And he was like, "I make good money." He worked in a casino. He worked in the VIP section of a casino, which you can make very good money doing something. He's like, "I make very good money," but he was like, "Even I." don't see the possibility of sending my children to college and he was like, "I look at the other people who work here who don't make the kind of money I do, and I don't see any world where they get to go to college except and this guy's saying that he can make that happen and it's like uh it's it, it is like we I mean, I think there's so much to be done beyond even raising the minimum wage, but like raising the minimum wage, universal healthcare and uh, universal college it is like, those are monstrous fucking changes for, for the working class. And it definitely gives, it gives like a bartender the chance to look you in a, in the bartending business, you can make a lot of money. Like it is possible. Yeah but you also have to like give your life over to a business that doesn't have health insurance. And, uh, I know, uh, I mean, I know for a fact that like my wife has always wanted to be a bartender and has been stuck at this place doing uh shit that she hates because they give us health insurance. They pay for our health insurance for our family. And that's why even I look at her and I'm like, you know, if, if, if the health insurance was fucking taken care of, she could do half of her time at street fight. And if she really does want to be a bartender, she can go and be a fucking bartender. True. You know, people could dedicate their lives to the things that they love. And, and people think like, Oh, that means that everybody's going to go out and like be, try to be in a rock and roll band or something. And it's like, no, that there are so many people, dude, I was so happy doing regular work. Like, I don't think people like get, get, like, I don't think I say this enough, but like, I wanted to be like just a regular nine to five punch a clock, do the thing, go home. But the pressure was so crazy doing that that I cracked and I personally could not handle it. And this works better for me. But let's say that there was like free college and free healthcare do I really end up like doing a podcast at that point? Or do I just go and do something that I'm interested in or that I feel like doing? Do I maybe go try to cook? I'm a person who loves cooking. I never cooked because there's no insurance and it doesn't make enough money, you know? So like, I just wonder, like, I, I think that like, uh, uh, the, the, like, I do think that there are people that love what they do. And and sure. that maybe you don't, maybe people don't believe that somebody could love to be a bartender. But the fact is, there are a lot of people who are very passionate about service work. I was one of them. I, I only ever did service
7: like, work. Like, I love it. Dude, I've been serving and bartending for over 10 years. and um, And, like, you know, I got really lucky out here because... I bartend for a place where we're in, I'm in a union, which really came in handy for me last week. (laughs) um, You know, I get to be like a union bartender. So, you know, I get to be 15 minutes, up to 15 minutes late every day before my, before my job can actually write me up. And, you know, they have to give me raises and things like that. But I keep my hours, you know, below 30 because I know that if I go over 30, their health insurance is so expensive. It's, you know, it's going to, I won't be, I probably won't be able to really afford to live in the city anymore. Mm. And so, what I have to do is, I have to keep it low enough to where I can keep, you know, like state, or I can keep Medicaid. And then I have to bargain on the side on my own and pick up my own gigs on the side to make up the difference. And, like, you know, yeah. it shouldn't have to, you know, and I love this, doing this so much. I found other things I want to do within it, but it sucks that you can't do it where it's all on paper, where it shows to a landlord. You know, landlords oh, yeah. look at that and they're like, Oh, you don't make enough money to live here you know not in this city you know you don't work for tableau you're not making a hundred and twenty thousand a year we're not you know we know you're gonna we we'll to kick you out of here it's like i have no evictions on my record bro like chill yeah. out you know that just is a, like i got you
1: you just made like a really great point yeah. that i never thought about this but like i'm work. what about what happens when i have to go rent a new place where like I moved into this place, I was a cable guy, of course they fucking gave me the place you know but by the way, there was some 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 kind of there was a situation where I almost didn't get this place because I was injured at the time, and I was collecting workman's comp at that time, and they were like a little bit nervous about giving it to me, but I was I had to like kind of go to work and have my boss explain that like i'm getting my job, I will yeah. go back to my job, you know, but like I mean, going to a fucking landlord and them saying, what is your job? And you say podcaster. I just, I've said it to people in public and stuff. And they just look at me like, okay. Right. Okay. Go right.
5: home. You know?
0: <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an incredible, I mean, that's incredibly tragic th- too, though. Like avoiding, avoiding more than 30 hours when yeah. it's right there for the taking, you could just work. If you weren't going to get dinged for the health insurance, you could get the extra hours and have one fucking job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the it's a job you like. I felt the same way too. Like when I worked even fast food and stuff, there was times when it got extremely busy, but I would be very focused in like a flow state and would be able to handle the orders and get them down. And like, if it is a good feeling, like, you know, if you are working at a Starbucks in the morning and a hundred people are going to bum rush this place and you're able to keep it all together and make sure it's smooth and no one has a meltdown, that's something to be proud of. And that's definitely something that's worthy of an apartment right next to all the Tableau people and right next to all the fucking totally. Google and Microsoft people because they can't, they're not doing their shit without Starbucks or without a fucking beer at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I, I
1: mean, like, I do remember rushes. I'll I'll, ta- I'll say this. When, when I worked for the cable company, when I walked into somebody's house and their picture was clear. Such a sense of, sat- like, you would come in and they'd be like snowy pictures or it's, it's tiling and shit. And I would come in, I would do my thing. I would go back in, turn on the TV and be like, how does that look? And it is clear. Yeah. And I would just feel like, I know that I shouldn't, like, care. Like, I know that the Brian on Street Fight would say he doesn't care. But, like, the truth is, like, I do feel good, like, after I do some work. Yeah. And uh, even with this show, like you know, or solve some problems. Yeah. We knock out a show and we go home, and I I feel good about getting my shit done. And there are a lot of people that are this that that we just all are like, that way. Yeah, we all feel good when we when we get through a thing. And like, a bartending seems like like if I had to go with a service job, I would bartend, but I don't drink. Yeah, that's know? good though. But I think that's bad. I
7: don't actually. I don't drink either. I don't drink either. I may, I think I have I probably have two maybe two like drinks a year. And that's only when it's like uh if I'm talking with clients and it's something really big on the side and they invite me out and I have to have a drink. Like I had a brunch a couple weeks ago and I was sitting out with my mentor and she was, she had like three mimosas and I had no choice but to have like a half of a Bloody Mary, but <laughs> I am like the best bartender. I kill it cause I just love what I do. How do you and know, I how do you, you should be able to, hmm? How did you
1: learn to mix drinks? Can I like? Because that's the thing is like I I don't know how much alcohol goes in a drink at all. I have no idea.
7: <laughs> so like when I started bartending, I um, it was at a Red Lobster when I was like twenty one, and um, the the bartender was like an older chick or whatever, right? And she I used to always hang out as a server, and she when someone quit, they uh, let me come in and bartend, and she said the main thing is is like. You want to make sure that people are, their drinks, like they, they taste the liquor and they're like they, you know, know how much to pour, pour four count, three count pour, but don't over pour for tips. Always make good drinks because people will keep getting drinks from you. They're not here to get drunk. They're here because they want attention. They're here because they want to be noticed. You know, they want entertainment. They want to feel good. And because I always did that as a server, as a bartender, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. So I just learned, like, how everything would taste. I knew exactly how all my base liquors taste, uh, like, you know, my bourbons, my whiskeys, everything. I know what those taste like. And then you have to imagine, you know, I know what pineapple tastes like. Pineapples gonna go really good if I mix it with this. Add in a little bit of grenadine. And you have to just know the flavors, almost like being a chef, where, you know, chefs, they don't really exactly, you know, when they get done with something and it's amazing, they can go back over it. But in the moment, they're kind of just, like, working it. And you got to just kind of, like, work it. It's like a... You, gotta, you just have to know when you're yeah. bartending. It's that's more incredible. of a kind of go with the flow. Because people, people will ask me for drinks, and I have no freaking clue. Like, you know not I need mean, drinks are like, and don't be looking <laughs> at me crazy because I, I don't know what a pink flamingo is or some bullshit. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'll tell them, okay, what, what's the liquor in it? And they'll tell me, oh, it's this and this. And I just kind of create it from there.
10: Okay.
0: Yeah, that that's, is, that's in, good that's intuition. Yeah, that's good intuition. I mean, that is like, you're that's right. like a real
1: skill if you're not tasting this stuff i i just think that like I, that is the hardest thing in the world
0: i respect what you said too every time that somebody makes a strong drink for us we'd never have one after that we i never i would just leave and go somewhere else if you're going to pour like a whole bottle of rum into this thing and then splash pineapple on and i don't I, i'm not going to be able to stick around at this place i'm going to be <laughs> fucking shitting my pants <laughs>
7: Yeah, like people want to see you like muddling stuff. They want to see you like muddle some limes and, you know, like adding a couple of different flavors. They want it to be an experience. They want their drink to be an experience to go along with the experience that they're already having.
2: Yeah.
1: So
7: do you think, that's how I think of it. I mean, that's what makes you a good, you know, bartender.
1: Do you think they want a show? Do you think that, like, a lot of it is, like, there's parts of it where you're just like, I'll just do this this way because they like to see people do it
0: that way? Oh, man. We can get deep in this. Go ahead. I'm just curious
1: about
7: it. Oh, okay. Well, it depends. Now, if you've got a bunch of people at the bar, right, and then there's always going to be someone who wants to be, there's always, like, somebody who wants to be, like, the loudmouth or somebody who wants to be uh, noticed, right? Yeah. They're going to order a drink where they want to show for everybody else. Okay. Because that's when you got to perform. Like that's when you got to put on the show. Other than that, I would say 70% of my job is me just making really good drinks without a bunch of like hoopla about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot ah, of it just, people that, want something where they can just sip on, they can enjoy it and then go to the airport or go in the museum.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a, we had that conversation today because my daughter loves to get presents. It was her birthday it was her birthday. And she will like, if you get her a present, she will put on a whole thing. She'll do like a dance. She'll act like she's fainting. She'll like fan (laughs) her face and stuff and fall over if she really likes it. But like, I was talking to my friend's kid and they were like, no, we don't do presents opening because like my daughter does not want to be seen by anybody. And I feel like that's the same as like a lot of customers are like, "Um, bartender, please just make the drink and don't notice me at all. Don't, just get it to me, mm-hmm. make it good. I just want good drinks. So I was going to say, here's a, one quick question. You do have a lot of, you do have some power in this circumstance because I have this inclination where I want the bartender to think I'm cool. <laughs> like I want mm-hmm. to be the bartender's side. Like I would like to give, like to give them extra money or like a wink or like to just call some, like call the showboater guy an asshole or something. So do you get to, do you feel like you're in control of the power to like, make somebody like feel cool for the night? Cause you were like, Oh, that's a funny joke or, you know, some what, whatever, the the horse shit is. You...
7: I am absolutely that guy. Okay. For one, because I have that Southern charm because I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. So I can absolutely like turn it on. And if I see that, Someone like wants to be noticed or they want to have fun, then we're going to have fun because I can be sassy. A lot of people love it, especially out in the Northwest. They love it when they see, like a, especially a black gay guy, <laughs> get that little bit of sass in them where it's like, who do you think he's talking to? Or yeah. uh, you got the wrong one, boo. Not today. I like, <laughs> yeah. love that shit. They will eat it up. Like, you know, they want a little bit of like a little S and M, a little bit of uh, you know, like <laughs> call me a piece of shit kind of thing. You know, and I'm like, I got you, boo, like we can do this and my those tips be rolling in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is so fucking cool. Ah, oh, man. I wish people were interested in me like that. Like, where where it's just like... I could just be like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, Give me some money, you know? <laughs> like, hey, hey, you're a dumb
7: idiot. You know? And people are just like, oh, I love this. You know. So, do you think that... The... Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you look like at my bar. If you are... If we're having a good rapport, if I can feel it, if I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to have fun. Like, okay. that's how... That's how I think most, you know, really good bartenders are like, they don't care what you look like or, you know, who you came with. If they feel they were on the same level, like we're, on, like we're both like, what is it? The millennials say we're vibing, you know, it's all about the vibes or whatever then, then we're on, like, I got you. We're, yeah. we're going to do this.
0: Yeah, that is uh yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's how you are. That you're kind of like the host of the party in that way uh everybody has to come to you to get their their uh dancing juice (laughs) and you're you're like the the one person there so you get to control a little bit and be in charge of you know the night and how it goes that's cool (sighs) that's so cool
1: you should call us older
7: white guys they love it
1: (laughs) (laughs) you should call us more i i really like you that was that was a really fun call
7: uh thank you You, y'all make my day i swear i listen to you guys all the time y'all make me so happy and i really appreciate what you do
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate what you do. We're have to come to the uh, Museum of Pop Culture next time we're out west. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we will come. We will be I got there. You. All right. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Peace. All right, thanks, guys. Have Damn, a good night. That is so fucking funny to hear. Like.
0: Like they, people at a bar they want to hear dirty jokes right they want surliness people they're like out there to cut loose that you're have know, been at work all week right they've been they've been hunched over a computer all week they want somebody to say fuck at them in a way that's like wouldn't fly in the boardroom yeah yeah that that is true yeah yeah i mean i always find and
1: i don't get to talk to them very much but i do always find that bartenders are like the coolest people in the world like that is like a cool person's job i
0: i was yeah i feel you mean you have to be able to switch up immediately to cater to every type of person you have to like you have to pick up their vibe they're going to act a certain way towards you they're going to give you a little bit of rope this is me joking around saying some weird comment and then you just have to fucking run with it you're yeah you're yeah. stuck with them, and they're going to keep drinking, and they're going to keep getting louder and more obnoxious <laughs> as the night goes on, and you have to keep reining them in.
1: But and it always feels like they are, like, really in control of the... Like, it does feel yeah. like, like when you see the people that are sitting at the bar, there's, like, a whole thing going yeah, on yeah. at the bar, and the bartender is, like, kind of the center of it. And they, I mean, and it, like, and, I just and, never see them look like uh, nervous that I don't like, I never see them like freaking out or anything like yeah, that. I've seen some freak outs. Well, I mean, it just depends where you go. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. If you go to Applebee's, you're probably gonna get freaked out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But like, I just, I, I, I think like there is, I I'm mean, like now you got me now I'm sitting here trying to figure out like what, you am going to bartending school? No, 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 no. You said you wanted to be a
0: celebrity bartender. I do want to be a celebrity bartender. I think it would work. I do feel like somebody could hit me with this about anything, and I could roll with it. (laughs) I
1: I think, like, a a thing I'm interested in, and maybe you know whoever we have left on the line can even say it but like i am interested in what the coolest jobs are the coolest job the coolest because bartender seems like super high Don't, up there and cool job i you just love when
0: they when they like you i'm just like yes i did it yeah yeah cool jobs uh or they like jump ahead of other people like they make eye contact with you and like you see them come across the bar to, to go help you out and you're like yes this is perfect yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely. i'm a favorite yeah teacher's TV. pet
0: bring an apple for your bartender
1: cool people do cool people do bartending that is for sure that is a cool person's
0: job all right next call yeah thanks for calling street Fighter. who are we talking to tonight
5: how's it going Yo, what's up hey who's this hey it's- it's Olympia, Mikey. I like. I called last week. I like Bernie Sanders and Kevin Nash.
2: <laughs>
0: Olympia Once came Mikey. back. They, we're trying to get an Olympia street going. Our earlier Olympia caller dropped out, but you just picked up the torch.
5: Hell yeah! Hey, maybe I of my home. It's a small town. There's like thirty thousand people. So I want to go. I want to. I want to awesome. hear
0: your disjointed angular music live in person. What what's the music? <laughs> Olympia was uh that's all where like uh what other fucking uh sorry, Chris Cornell and uh Melvins and uh Kirk Cobain. That's like grunge came from there. Oh, I think that whole thing's over there though. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I live in the past. Is there still any of that stuff there? <laughs> There's still some good music. The uh the I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to remember what their name is. Oh, pe-
5: people people love Nirvana here. I said I don't listen to Nirvana at work and this uh i work at a restaurant i'm a dishwasher uh and this waiter was all oh you're like nirvana like he thought like you'd have to be like some pretentious opera fan so yeah what do you like so So, like kirk Cobain is like woody
0: hayes in columbus yeah
5: i'm too young for that (laughs) you're too young that's
0: that's fair that's great that's a great attitude that's a great attitude to have don't cling if you cling on to scenes of the past you're just going to be miserable because you're never going to be able to be a part mm-hmm. of it. You need to get the scenes that now you can go be a part of.
5: Everybody? Oh, I'm he- I'm here to get I'm here to give my uh my uh, intrepid my street fight uh exclusive of uh the
1: Bernie Sanders rally. Uh first Portugal the man played. I know that, right? Oh.
5: Yeah, Portugal was there. There, It was like a whole bunch of soul things. I don't know what Portugal is, but he was cool. I kind of... I got got seven of my friends to go. I didn't think I'd be able to do that. You got seven friends? Because my friends are like anarcho-communists. Yeah, yeah. No, just like friends... Yeah, yeah, just like people I know from Olympia. Because everyone... you know, it was like a weird town. And you know, I kind of, everyone just kind of knows everybody. And, you know, all my friends, like, took at 1230 bus down to the, to the Soma dome, which is completely free, by the way. That's awesome. Can and, I say, Portugal, the
1: man's from Alaska. Okay. Wasilla. <laughs> That's wild. What was the vibe like there?
5: Five check. It was, uh, I don't go to concerts. I just go to wrestling shows. So I'm going to have to compare it to wrestling. <laughs> okay, we can do the conversion. Basically, yeah. like the opening acts, like um, uh, Pramila Jaipal, uh who's like a Congress, a socialist congresswoman, got like a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop.
2: <laughs> wow.
5: Like, Damn, they were just wow. Really nuts. Wait, that's the biggest yeah i was gonna
0: say yeah stone cold for people that don't know i mean I, I don't know what is that the beatles getting back together i mean it's Yeah, it's one of those get.
1: it's yeah. one of those like that shea stadium thing you always yeah. hear about where it was like damaging people's ears and shit yeah that's stone cold pops <laughs> were crazy so i can't imagine what bernie got uh how to oh p- yeah well
5: you know you know what ch- uh you know what cheap heat is right yes yes yeah, well, there, there's a lot of that. Like, uh, Bernie had, like, Hype Man just, like, roaming around. They weren't, like, saying anything, but they were just, like, pumping their arms up. Like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Like, I would do that. Anything.
1: Were they plants in the yeah, audience I mean, or just on. Because here's the thing about politics, though you have to do Cheap Heat for politics. That's the only. That, that's the whole job.
0: Tell, tell the listeners what Cheap Heat is. They don't watch wrestling. What's
1: on Cheap Heat? I, 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 cheap Heat's probably the wrong. Cheap Heat's probably the wrong way to say it because it's like pissing people. Like, Cheap Heat for Bernie Sanders would be like- Millionaires, billionaires. Yeah, he would be like, the millionaires and billionaires are trying to stop our movement, and then people just Boom. flip out about
0: it. That's Cheap Heat. Cheap Heat is saying, yeah, saying something that you know the audience is automatically gonna be mad about or makes them angry.
1: They also have to do a lot of Cheap Pops because, listen, you're not a comedian. You know what I mean? You're not a rock star. <laughs> you're not a rapper. So all you really have to get the crowd going is like for Bernie Sanders to be like, and then we're going to give y'all Medicare for all. And the crowd will fucking (laughs) lose their shit. Start tearing their hair out.
0: Yeah, you got to have bars.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You have to do the cheap shit when you're a politician. It just, that job. I mean, like, I think it's pretty incredible that he is doing this, like, basically arena tour anyway. Like, that to me is like. Can you imagine you're a du- you're seventy-something-year-old <laughs> dude that wears like coal suits, and you have to go stand at a podium in a fucking arena that's packed, <laughs> and like give a speech? It I would be packed. freaked.
5: I yeah, I think it'd be so packed. I got, I I had, I had work that day, so I like, so I got separated from my friends. They because they weren't letting people on. My friends like took the twelve thirty bus because they've been so sort of sick. So they like got on the front, you know, the front floor, so they could see Bernie Sanders wrinkles. And Mosh pit, they were yeah. There, uh, with like the, the MAGA chugs who brought their like Kazakhstan flag.
2: Oh, really?
5: <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't that big a deal. No, but uh, that's going to be
1: fun, though, when that happens. That stuff, that gives me hope that there's going to be some weirdness this summer. Some MAGA chud showed up with Kekistan flags at, oh. the, at the rally. They got there early, too. Which is cons- like, you were going to do that. You should get there late. Flag. You know what I mean? Like, you should get there late if you're going to do the, like, I'm going to unfurl my Kekistan flag at the Bernie Sanders rally. I would come late. Wait, were people throwing C batteries at him and shit?
5: I don't think you can get away with that uh, shit, some dude. Some guy tried to snatch the Kekistan flag. Smart. It was some all right flag. I don't know. It may have been for some other big all right country. Yeah, some guy tried to snatch it, and they had a tug of war over it. And then, like, six cops came out of nowhere, and, like, were like, we need to get the principal out of here. they, like, <laughs> poured a barricade around the, the MAGA-Chud guy like he was, like, the president, <laughs> and they had to get him out. Okay, that's know, awesome. <laughs> I
0: would have spit on him or thrown shit at him. Yeah, we
5: should do that at a Trump thing and
1: just see what it feels like. It
5: wasn't that kind of rowdiness like a wrestling show. It it was a lot of... A lot of older people there, to be honest. I know. Uh, that's the like, funny that's thing of,
1: is people in, say...
5: In your section.
1: That's the funny thing is, like, people don't realize that there's these fucking, like, really old hippie type people that, like, Ben and Jerry and stuff that have been down with Bernie Sanders for, like, 40 years. <laughs> like, they don't even think... it Because we all think, like, every old person is just going to vote for Trump. No, there's good old people. I don't think... I, I haven't written off an entire generation. I have. I have actually written off an entire... No, I'm. I'm just saying that, like... <laughs> That like Bernie Sanders mo his biggest strongest section of his biggest strongest demographic is young people. So you would expect to get there and it'd be mostly young people. And then when you get there, I've been to like I went to a I didn't go into the rally because I didn't feel like it, but I had I went and walked around a rally he did here at the Schottenstein Center, which is a big arena. And it was just like I mean there's a lot of hippies, really to tell you the truth. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and, like, people like us. It was basically people like us and hippies. And then, like... That's where the, actually it's a Bernie Sanders rally is where the term small business tyrant came from. Uh-huh. That's where I saw my boss at the camera store holding a Bernie Sanders sign. And I was like, motherfucker, you know what you could do? <laughs> like, you <laughs> yeah. can raise my wage to $15 an hour. Like that's fully within your power, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Why are you waiting for the government to make you if you believe in it, you know? Um. So how did, how did. Camp. The camera guy was paying you $8 an hour, right, Brian? No cable guy started me at nine fifty and I ended at sixteen fifty. The camera store was paying me. I asked for nine dollars an hour and they said we can give you eight fifty.
5: Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I made eight dollars an hour in twenty fourteen. That was rough. But you can't uh, live on it. I, mm. I disagree. I disagree about seniors not going for Bernie because uh, he, he got that Dick Van Dyke nomination and he's ninety eight. <laughs> It's really fun because uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke was like, "I'm 20 years older than Bernie, and I could run for president if I wanted to." And I'm like, "That's great, Dick Van Dyke, but you're um, you're lying." Was it Dick Van
1: Dyke or Jerry? I thought it was Jerry Van Dyke. No, Dick Van Dyke, it was Dick Van Dyke the old one. Well, I know he, Jerry. You Dick know what I mean? Show. No,
0: who's Jerry Van Dyke?
1: Jerry Van Dyke was on Coach, and he was a Big Lots
0: guy. Oh. He was a Big uh, Lots pitch man. No, this is the. This is the dude that danced in fucking uh, Mary Poppins. Wow! I didn't. I thought I just assumed Dick Van Dyke was dead. That was you what know it I mean? was. Great to see him. He looked wonderful. <laughs> Me too. He looked spry. Oh, Jerry Van Dyke is a legend. <laughs> he's just a straight <laughs> fucking legend. We I'm can a- get. Let's get Jerry Van Dyke too if we can.
1: Yeah, I'm checking to see if he's endorsed anybody for press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay uh just dick van dyke so far jerry okay. has not the van dykes let's fucking try to get jim jerry van dyke on the show and see dick van dyke though the saddest thing about... <laughs> why do you know his little brother why do you coach know coach and the big lot coach okay okay um the funny thing about the dick van dyke thing that i really liked was that like he also posted i think on the same day that his his girlfriend very young uh his girlfriend <laughs> His girlfriend rea- has always wanted him to go on the Howard Stern show, so he got a hold of Gary Delavate and they turned him down. <laughs> what? <laughs> not- yeah, Howard's what not, Howard not having Stern Dick.
5: Listeners would know who Dick Van Dyke is. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, if anybody yeah, knows,
5: if, it would be Howard Stern. I know Dick Van Dyke is because he was on an episode of Scooby-Doo. Uh, oh, yes. Yes.
0: He was good in Scooby-Doo. He was great in Mary Poppins.
5: <laughs> I can't think of like Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke, and it it was why it's funny. Yeah. Scooby was going nutty for Dick Van Dyke.
1: (laughs) Dude Scooby Doo used to always have like older stars on it that you'd be like, Oh okay. (sighs) Like, yeah, Casey Kasem's here. No, it wasn't Casey. <laughs> Casey. He
0: was Shaggy. He was the voice. But yeah. But
1: there was like a couple people that they would have on, and you'd be like, uh, Darren from Bewitched is on this episode. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Okay. Cause my favorite Scooby Doos were the Hollywood ones. Cause when you, when I was a kid, there were two Scooby Doos on every day. One of them was a Hollywood one, and you could tell it was a Hollywood one because of the uh, the opening. Oh. You could tell it was going to have a celebrity on it. They didn't like have the Harlem Globetrotters or something on there. And then the other Scooby-Doo was just Scooby-Doo. No frills. Just all Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, you know? And I really like the Hollywood ones. You know? Yeah. I like a good guest star.
5: Those are definitely better.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. When they would
1: uh know I
5: have no idea who Dick Van Dyke was, but <laughs> we were going nuts for him. So I... <laughs> you have to care.
0: Why would a kid's cartoon have Sonny no. and Cher in it? Or Mama, I know, or Mama Cass? I know.
5: <laughs> I know.
1: And hey, you'd be watching it. Like, I'd be watching it when I was like eight. And i am like, who the fuck? Why do you got a flock of seagulls or poison on here or something? <laughs> yeah. Man, shit. That's yeah. because all entertainment was made by cynical adults at that time. Yeah. Instead of kids, you know? Because they just... I Yeah. That's exactly what it is. This is they probably had people from M.A.S.H. on there. Oh, just get fucking... <laughs> alan alda on this oh you're alan alda you know or 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 alan alda so
2: excited
1: he's my favorite on mash the kid the show that kids hate so much that they run out of the room when the theme song plays
0: hated mash when i was a kid mash was the worst mash was like throwing off a a stink bomb it cleared the room like every kid was like all right let's go outside we watch too many cartoons this horse shit's on you would hear you would be hearing boo, 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 boo. and my dad liked mash
1: so my dad would be like fucking don't you turn that channel i'm like i'm out of here mm-hmm. you know you lost me time to go um did bernie do okay though how was bernie's speech
5: um he played the greatest hits, like you, like you said he probably was going to do. Uh, here's the, the most significant thing uh, about Bernie is zero mentions of any of the candidates besides Bloomberg. Oh, nice. But you
1: got to give Bloomberg shit, too. I agree with that move. You it, know? He, Bernie
5: was r- really smart. He, he was like Donald Trump. Uh, he, he, spent, he shit-talked Donald Trump. Sandwiched shit talking Bloomberg in it, then tied it back into Trump. He he was really good at like making you think Bloomberg and Trump are the same person. That's, That's good. I mean, I do.
1: I actually do. You, I think they are really. I mean, we all <laughs> kind of agree with that. I yeah. think,
0: but uh, well, I mean, it, it would government it wouldn't be as embarrassing. That's the difference. Is that like people are embarrassed with the way the government looks right now. With the way Trump is running it. With True. Bloomberg, it would just be a well-oiled machine of oppression.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: No, yeah. I don't think Bloomberg's like the, the heels from the Caddyshack and Trump's Rodney Dangerfield, and Rodney Dangerfield would win every state.
1: <laughs> I would vote for Rodney Dangerfield, though, if he was alive. I love Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield would probably be pro-Bernie, too, I think. Like, those old-school guys mm-hmm. are all socialists, you know? Uh... I'm looking exactly. at this. Uh, I'm now. I'm looking like said, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. I I turn on Scooby Doo oh. one day after school and Phyllis Diller's on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. Don Knotts though, I did like. You I like mean, Don Knotts on this? Dude, everybody <laughs> likes Don Knotts. You fucking find me a person that doesn't like Don Knotts, and then I'll fucking punch him in the face for not liking Don Knotts. Wow. Yep. Aggressive. Watch. Now somebody's going to call and be like, you know, Don Knotts was actually racist and also me (laughs) too. Like, oh, fuck Don Knotts.
5: (laughs) Sandy
9: Duncan.
1: Uh, Sorry,
5: Brian. Uh, I don't know who. I only know Don Knotts or (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I like all those episodes. How old?
1: So you're not old enough to have been alive when the Andy Griffith show was on 47 times a day? I'm I'm 29, but, Mm -hmm. but... no, you, know? you were Seinfeld did, friends,
0: you know Simpsons. I think. No way.
2: What was what the about? Wait, about
0: Gilligan's Island? Did that ever bleed into your purview? That's not a, no, that's mine.
5: That's, that's for old people.
0: I watched Gilligan. I mean, Gilligan's also. I had to fight against Mash the same way I had to fight against Gilligan's. See, I do knot knots from being on the Gilligan show, which I hated more than anything in the world.
1: I guess like what I'm saying is there's like a. a when I was a teenager, every teenager has their like previous generation old sitcom and like this is proven currently. So I watched The Brady Bunch, I watched um Welcome Back Cotter, and I watched uh, the, <laughs> the Simpsons when it started to syndicate, right? My daughter now, she watches Friends and The Office every oh, no. day.
5: She's so lame.
1: Yeah, every day she watches it for two, three, four hours after school. She'll just watch. She's seen every episode of Friends three times and she loves The Office. She watches it all the time. You didn't have stuff like that that was like previous generation TV shows that you just like, because you got out of school, you would sit down and like just watch it? Or were you internet age? Uh,
5: I watched um, like... Black guys doing voiceovers over like Marvel cartoons, like stupid internet videos. The Juggernaut. You So at the Juggernaut. Know, the only interesting thing about Welcome Back, Kyrie, to me is that one guy's name Juan Epstein, and Jeffrey Epstein's a meme now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of funny. You know yeah, the truth I think is all those old shows suck, and that people <laughs> just didn't have people, options. Yeah, people need to just watch some bullshit YouTube videos because they're better for your soul. We didn't have it. We didn't have
1: options like that. We just had to go home and watch. We had to pick something oh, yeah. on
4: TV. Yeah, we know? didn't
1: watch Unforgivable.
5: But uh, I would. Right. I, I would now. I, I'm gonna give you my last thoughts on the. Go the for convention it. Convention that, or, or been rallied and I'm gonna let someone else uh, talk because I've been on for a long time. Thank you. Uh, I think my favorite part is when uh, Kishama's uh, so, so on. Uh, who is like a socialist side Seattle, uh, Congress, or she's a socialist. Uh, Here's how they announced her. It's like, here's Kashama, the socialist. And then there's a huge pop, uh, council, uh, council member from Seattle. Like everyone just popped huge when they said socialist and it was just really fucking cool.
1: Yeah, that is cool. It's good to hear that happening. I, I hope it, uh, I hope it continues the cheapest
5: pop ever i know it's great uh, and it freaks out the uh squares the, the, like Bloomberg got more heat than trump and the the democratic establishment got the most like sustained <laughs> like just people going nuts at the night when Barry said we'll make the democratic establishment nervous so over and all i'm very glad i went because uh it was great that's cool I remember one of the scariest
0: moments of watching 2016 was when uh, I think uh, when Trump was doing Republican National Convention and all the people were just so like rampant and crazy and we're just like, boo, lock her up and like chanting and stuff like wild hooting mobs. <laughs> but now that I know we have a wild hooting mob on our side, I feel very much more comfortable.
2: <laughs> we
0: we yeah, need... I
5: got one question. What's that? I got one question for you.
2: Uh-huh.
5: Are you tired of winning yet? Are you sick of winning We're winning so much? I'm getting bored of it, quite frankly. <laughs> like Being up by Nevada by like 26% points over Biden and Buttigieg is getting zero delegates. I'm so fucking sick of winning. This shit's old. I mean, I am <laughs> still very skeptical
1: as to what ends up happening in the end, so I could see a few more winning. Wins yeah, feel
0: pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I'm not counting oh that. I, I would. I need. It needs to be decisive the whole way. I am also very skeptical still about what could happen. I, I'm gonna
5: give a plug. And I'm gonna peace out. All right. Here's my plug. Go to YouTube.com type in Samoa Joe Necro Butcher. Okay. <laughs> watch the whole dance. Great match. Great match. Have, I've I've <laughs> so turned a lot go. of
1: people onto that.
5: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you turned me on to that, and uh, that's why Samoa Joe is my 2nd favorite wrestler. And I was watching him doing the headbutts last uh, week.
1: Yep. Yep. It's, that's nuts. Well, thanks for calling in. Yes.
0: Later. Peace. Peace. Um. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad that there's people that are excited and whipped up into a fury. Uh, that's what we need, for sure. It's nice to hear.
1: <laughs> How great is it, though? I mean really truly when we started in 2011 socialist was not no an applause line
0: no i mean know? it was still yeah it was not even something people were talking about that was something that that was pipe dream uh, not uh, not an option type stuff yeah man you i mean the that's shit why we, we were to...
1: saying we were getting yelled at
0: for saying like some
1: of the the these ideas about like single payer and Uh, and and like just radical restructuring of society. People are like, ah, you just can't do that.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say the reason that we wanted to just get rid of everything is because this type of stuff was completely shut out from the conversation. So to see it now, I mean, I don't think Democrats are going to get to decide, you know, I mean, they're going to do what they can, but I do know that there's tens of thousands of people wherever he goes and they are activated to take over this This side of the party you know um we'll see what happens you know yeah yeah over the next coming months
1: nathan J. robinson can kiss my ass i don't know who that is well he's just posting about how he wants to start a left news channel
0: i know he's an idiot
1: and it's like fuck you dude guess what there is one and it starts well not a news channel but it's like news there's new there will be news yeah put on by good the good sams yeah you know and me and brad will probably do some kind of news we'll talk about like
0: there will be more
1: i mean we're gonna be interviewing like mcdonald's workers and stuff on this show no
0: i saw his thing it was a stupid all i went through all the tweets and just replied to everybody that said means tv yeah 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 there are a lot of people saying it i just uh all right last call (sighs) of the night you ready for this last call yep thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to hello Howdy. How are
10: do you? How you doing today?
1: We're pretty good. We're doing pretty good. We might get off out. a little early. We're about to uh, hit the old time clock and slide down the uh, tail of the dinosaur and yell yabba dabba do and get in our car powered by. All right, I'm not, I'm like exclusively talking in old pop culture this show. <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> What's up? What's who, who, who are we talking to?
10: well this is zach from uh, minnesota and what? uh i like b- before on the last call um you guys were talking about like old shows that were sort of sitcoms from the previous generation that people watch yeah mine was definitely like the simpsons
1: mine too i mean well okay you can't you say were the around simpsons, for the Simpsons. but in my 20s i watched yeah the... you were around yeah that's true because cause it because i i have a very specific sense memory of coming home from work every day for years okay. and watching two episodes that of the sims five to five thirty five thirty to six mm-hmm. yes yeah. yes i did it every day and then they switched it with like everybody loves raymond and i was like i'm fucking out of here yeah you know because that that oh, is gosh. the current generation i don't
10: like it you know like yeah i miss watching- when like comedies were like had like jokes in them and that like there were a bunch of them like the, like the <laughs> To me, like the peak of that sort of sitcom and TV comedy has got to be the Larry Sanders show and The Simpsons. Those oh are like God, that,
1: are that like show really, Larry Sanders show. I'm always like, I totally forget about the Larry Sanders show. And then I go on a binge and watch like eight of them. And I'm like, this is the funniest show that's ever been. This is, it's so, it's that show is like they're, so they're funny. Like
10: so, it's so genius. Like I, I'm watching the show and I'm like, where are these writers? Like, where did they go? Because now all of like, you know, I I, like the office. Does it make you feel good? Yeah, but is it that funny? Are there that many great There are some funny
1: shit. There is, I'll say this, like the the, the Steve Carell office, I gave it a lot of shit when it was airing because it wasn't Ricky Gervais, Mm -hmm. but it ages. The Steve, okay. Some of the stuff doesn't age well, but only because they did a lot of like current pop culture meme stuff on that show but there's some stuff Mm -hmm. on that show the funny here's one of the funniest things ever on a sitcom is in one of the first episodes of the office it might have even been in the second season this is some season michael scott's like standing in his office and he has a fucking uh, a picture of james dean hanging on the wall and he's like always looked up to this guy luke perry like that and just walks away and it was (laughs) so fucking mind-blowingly funny to me because it was so goofy i think the office i'm like really glad that gwen is that there are way (laughs) shitty like she could be watching the big bang theory yeah you know that that is yeah i mean that's true yeah yeah
10: i mean she but like my issue with the office is that it's like i feel like it's, it's sort of making it like oh working in an office is fun and goofy and everyone gets along it's this great thing and it's like I, I, it's a shitty experience. That's what's so great about the UK office. It's just a bunch of sad, broken, pathetic people just trying to make their way through the shifts, and that's why that show is so genius to me. So that's why I have some like just issues with the concept of like the US office.
1: That is. I mean, that is true. Like, they do make working in an office sound like the best time in the I world. I don't think
0: so. I do. I, I think there's subtext there. Like there when, is some. When Ryan comes in and he's, like, super young and he, he's an asshole and then he just gets to tell everybody what to do, I feel like that's signaling to everybody that's had that happen to them, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like Steve Carell's entire existence yeah. is, like, every bad boss you've had. Y- yes, and, and... But I but think... But it's cheeky. There is, like, the... The Jim yeah. and Dwight stuff There's on the
1: office on borders on kind of too silly at times, but it's okay. I you know, my mm-hmm. daughter actually weirdly, we talk about this stuff all the time because that's what she's watching, and I've seen them all. And she's like, you know what? I if I could edit out Nard Dog in every episode, I would just she hates Ed Helms. I don't know how to tell her that Ed Helms isn't that bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ed Helms yeah. is in Cedar yeah, he, Rapids. She doesn't get it. She hates him. I think because he's a rich guy and I've trained her so well to be like, to not like Harvard rich chud type. But it's a, you know, a, but yeah. parody, you got to explain parody. Well, I, she just hates him. I, she hates the singing, you know, also parody. She's like me. Yeah. She, that shop quartet stuff. That's purely me coming out of her. Uh, but yeah, she just doesn't <laughs> like that character, but it is funny like it is funny that these kids have like all the options in the world now to, to watch when, when you talk about YouTube, talk about Disney plus, cause my daughter likes the nostalgic go back and watch like Hannah Montana and shit like that sometimes. And like, they have like all these options to watch stuff and they still, I've been thinking about this a lot. They still choose to watch the sitcom from the previous generation. And I think that's like such a, it feels like uh, ingrained in a, like, it's very mm-hmm. weirdly ingrained. She, they also watch The New Girl a lot. And like, that show's actually funny. I'm going to say it. I don't want to be like a nerd or anything like that. But I've many times laughed out loud at that show. But I will never admit it to my wife. And uh, when she's seen <laughs> me, she's always like, ah, you like this show. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's stupid. Yeah. Fuck this show. You know? <laughs> But I've I've gotten a lot of laughs. Yeah, out of I mean, it.
10: yeah, I think I just like I the watching like The Simpsons or the Larry Sanders Show. To me, nothing can come close to those when it comes to like comedy writing, and that, that's what I really like in TV shows like that, where you have these characters and like the writers know exactly what is funny about them and like how to put them in these situations. And I don't I, I, I I have a hard time with a lot of like the modern sitcoms and how they're just very focused on sincerity and like making you feel good and stuff, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, I said that about also Dude, like I've been one. one day at a time is the shit. That's a good one.
10: Yeah. Well, no, here's what I
1: think. Uh I've I I I had this conversation also the other day about anti-hero stuff, too. Like I think that like something mm-hmm. happened where I think something happened where things got kind of weirdly, uh, uh, mixed up, like where, where like the people that make this stuff sort of, um, forgot what people liked. So when you talk about like, well, when you talk about a sitcom, I think that like we all, I did, I'm I'm not speaking for you, obviously, Brett, and I'm not, I, we all fell in love with like Arrested Development and the British office and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And these are kind of goofy shows but they have a sort of sincerity and a seriousness to them too. Uh, then we also liked Louie, which some episodes didn't have any jokes in them. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that they've now convinced you that like, there needs to be some sense of, uh, a uh, grittiness to a comedy show in order for you to enjoy it. You can't just make pure funny comedy. And that's the other, that's the mm-hmm. anti-hero thing comes in is like, um, was what I, I was thinking about how like a lot of the superheroes, a lot of the uh, heroes and movies and stuff are anti-heroes now. And uh, they're not, I I talked about this with Digstown, right? It's like, they're an anti-hero and uh, the guy's an anti-hero, but he's so clearly a good guy. James Woods is so mm-hmm. clearly the good guy in the show. The bad guy is despicable and hideous. And yes, James Woods in this movie is doing crime and shit like that, but he's doing it Mm -hmm. for the right, good reasons. And like, there's a big separation between the bad guy and the good guy. And like, I feel like what has happened since something like Breaking Bad is that now everybody feels like they have to explain to you, no, 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 the hero is just as bad as the villain but you like him, mm-hmm. isn't that fucking twisted? You know what I mean? And I think like those are two yeah. things that have been, like the, the the pure comedy comedy show has been sort of erased. I mean, they canceled one day at a time, you know, which I tried to watch and just,
0: mm-hmm. I had to run out of the room. It's so fucking funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you like just rolling jokes all the time, I like snappy dialogue. I prefer mm-hmm. corny shows. If you like laugh tracks? I, yeah i don't mind laugh tracks i i, turn I don't know if i do yeah, or not, not actually i'm not a fan i turn it off as soon as i hear one i, like, I don't think mmm, i, I don't know if i do i one don't day at a time had one does it then i don't mind them
2: really yeah
10: it they're what's hard crazy is that like there's some versions where it's like overseas they didn't get a laugh track black track and then over here they did like for example Mash. in like europe there's no laugh track so it's just a show
2: what
1: there was a laugh. I never thought about there being a laugh track. Why would you put a fucking laugh track on MASH when it's filmed like a movie sort of thing? It's <laughs> yeah. not like a soundstage show. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, I hated that show. You just, you'll never. There were two things. When you're like seven, you know, it's like uh, the worst thing in the world is the news. It's like when the news comes on, mm-hmm. it's i just remember like the news would come on like the no- oh i'd be so mad that anybody would watch like who even wants to watch the news there's cartoons and there's tv yeah. shows and you're sitting here and you're watching the fucking news you know i'd be so fucking mad about it and match yeah, those were the true. two shows yeah anything my parents liked i, I hated that. too
10: And I probably did. I also hated Mash, and I'm like way younger than you guys. And it would just be playing on one of those old TV channels, and my dad would turn and be like, "No, go back to Boomerang." No.
1: I probably never even watched a drama until I was, well, no NYPD Blue. I started watching that when I was like twelve, maybe. Yeah, but like when you grew up, I was only pretending to like it. So I looked like an Mm -hmm. adult, you know what I mean? I was like, this NYPD blue, this is, I would read in like entertainment weekly. I'd be like this NYPD blue, it's really gritty. You know, I'm watching it. It's like more of an adult flavored (laughs) thing, but I, and I'm, yes, I am a young kid. Right. But I have an adult sensibility that enjoys gritty police dramas. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. well, uh, Mm -hmm. thanks for calling in that. That was very fun. Mm
10: Mm-hmm
1: yeah thanks have a good night yeah dude you too do you do, what do you uh
0: what did you watch when you were a kid
1: when you were um, like a teen after school. i hated
0: brady bunch i fucking really? thought that brady bunch was the worst so corny it was just on dude. um you i know, hated right? mash i did i mean when i was a teen i i mean i watched uh maybe uh what, what would it be kids in the hall that was probably something before i was there I i thought kids in the hall was the greatest thing in the world we're so different um i thought (laughs) upright citizens brigade that was the that was the comedy that i liked i didn't Um, i like
1: it now a little bit i've watched some of the sketches back now i liked mr show i guess that's
0: see i didn't watch mr show at all or the what's the one that all the uh reno nine one one people are from Oh, I didn't like Reno Nine One One very much. Oh, that was my favorite show of all. It's probably yeah. one of my favorites of all I time. I mean, the funny
1: thing about me and you is that, like, I have the sensibility of like I like the like, state
0: is what they were called.
1: Yes, I like kind of like um, what's the word? Like, it's hard to explain, but I like like sort of a brutal kind of truth thing yeah you just complained about that though. And, but what I'm saying is I that's my sensibility that's what I do and uh, that's like sort of what I respond to in a way and you respond to such like wacky shit <laughs> that's why I'm excited about the TV show that's why I'm excited about the Street Fight TV show because it's gonna have it's probably the first thing we're gonna do that really mixes the, the two things because Street Fight you can't We're kind of, we do street fight, you know what I mean? But, but like uh, on the podcast and like, uh, I think like when people see the ideas that Brett has come up with and that I've come up with him, I mean, when we have a budget, Hopefully forget about it. when Jesse and the Jesse's comes out, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna
0: be out. talking about it. Yep. Yeah, the,
1: everybody in town is gonna be talking about Jesse and the Jesse's, my favorite band. Yeah. We, we made up when we were we were out on the fourth of July, I think, <laughs> and we smoked an enormous blunt. One of those when you pack a black and mild, Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like a fucking quarter. <laughs> and we stood outside and we smoked the whole thing. And we went to the fireworks, and me and Brett thought, like, the funniest thing in the world would be a band called Jesse and the Jessies, and uh, we're going to make that happen someday.
0: And every person that joined had to change their name to Jesse, and they were <laughs> all named Jesse. <laughs> 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 I love Jesse's. Right? Jesse's a great name. If, I, if you're rocking and rolling, if it's, like, <laughs> five Jesses roll up, I mean, trouble is coming down. It coming. is a really rock and roll name, It too. is. It's, it's funny, a- because I'm,
1: I'm doing uh, March Madness this Tuesday with uh, Jesse Farrar. Yes. The, with old JF. He's, and he's like the funniest squirrely. dude yeah. in the world. And he is squirrely. He's very
0: Jesse. <laughs> he's very Jesse, but he's not a rock and roll guy at all. Still is, though. I mean, it's still really? just, just the uncontrollable nature of him and his ability yes. to keep rocking and rolling with what he's doing. He's a Jesse. He's, he's very he is,
6: Jesse.
1: He is. I have to say, I've met almost everybody in in our kind of circle. I, I still, I want to meet John Hendren really bad. Yes.
0: That would be a dream. That's one of the ones that's out there. I'll put that on my to, LinkedIn.
1: I want to meet John Hendren really bad. I want to meet weed guy,
0: weed guy, boner 420 too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we could beat him. He's, yeah, I, I talked to him a lot in DM. Okay. So. But, uh, I want, uh, Jesse and Mike are without a doubt. The two weirdest dudes I've ever met. <laughs> they're incredible. Right. And they're so, so fu- like funny in a way that never stops. Like, if you think, if you like YKS and you listen to it and you're like, these guys are so funny when they're on, it's like, no, th- like they're not even on Yeah, really. That's like everything they say is like this. I don't know how they get through. Like, you know, they, they've done episodes where they went and saw the Huckabee show live because uh-huh. they film it in Nashville. They've gone and done it twice. And I'm like, how the fuck did, and Mike gets real high. And then gets nervous when he's in the Huckabee show thing. And I'm like, how the fuck do they, how do the fuck do people not be like, these <laughs> yeah. guys are fucking around? Yeah,
0: what is this? <laughs> yeah, here with your fucking grumble ass shoes, grundle ass shoes in
1: here. <laughs> You're bits. You're just doing bits. They're funny. Yeah. They're, they're great dudes. I can't wait to talk about Bill Simmons with Jesse Farrar. Yeah, we got- Bill Simmons, a fucking weirdo, dude. Yeah. But also, be like, uh, you know, I really like this basketball player. Like, what he really reminds me of is Luke Perry from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. And you're like, what does this mean? And he, his movie taste. If you you think my movie taste is bad, you never will watch a movie that I recommend because you you hate all the movies. I, I watched Digstown. You did watch Digstown, that's true. But uh, this dude does a show we are called sorry,
5: But the show has ended. So this dude Goodbye. does a show
1: called The Rewatchables. We haven't hit our time yet, Brett, and I'm I'm having a good time. I'm rolling, so I wanna uh I'm not complaining. So he does a show called The Rewatchables, right? Where he talks about rewatchable movies. Who? <laughs> Bill Simmons. Uh-huh. The guy I'm profiling on uh March Madness. <laughs> it's like higher learning. Good movie. Actually. Yeah, great that movie. That was a big deal. I'm gonna
0: rewatch kidding. that one soon. Yeah? Yeah, that was a big one for me too.
1: Uh The Breakfast Club. It's like, do you gotta do a podcast yeah. about The Breakfast Club. That is heat they do heat uh people like heat dunkirk he's like just the most conventional movie guy you know what i mean the, oh wow okay i'm gonna listen to this show now i'm excited he did
0: uh happy gilmore with the safety brothers that's I'll, I'll check that out so if don't do, yeah don't do an ad for that idiots podcast sure he's dipshit it's probably not gonna be good
1: no no he's weird dude He's the least weird of the five guys I'm doing. Uh-huh. But I mean, all of them are fucking weird. Yeah. So that's like a low bar right. you know? in sports. So come and see us Friday night. Please. We're going to put on a fucking banger of a show for you this Friday night. It's true. We got a lot of good ideas. And you're the first people that get to see it. Not only are you the first people to get to see it, but you're the first, you're the only people that are going to see the full hour. Yeah. And nobody else. Well.
0: Some Pittsburgh might will. get that.
1: Some people will. But Columbus and Pittsburgh's probably it. You know, we're taking Jake Flores out to Florida and Hellfire is the uh, the next tour. So we're only going to be doing half hour sets. Yeah. So please come to the Columbus show. I, th- I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, take us at store.streetfightradio.com. In Pittsburgh on uh, March 18th. Come see us. Day after my wedding anniversary. We're going to roll in there. We're going to do a show. We're going to hang out with the listeners. And we're going to drive home that night. Great. And Brett's going to be miserable. Can't wait. But uh I'll sleep in the car. And Florida is going to be announced this week. Okay. All the ticket links. And like we said earlier, if you're a smart internet sleuth, they are not announced yet officially, but you can't pick up New York and
0: Philly tickets for the Hellfire 2 tour. Yeah, if you just check Johnny Brenda's and Littlefield's website. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening to Street Fight. We will see you on Wednesday. No, we won't see you on Wednesday night. We're going to be at the Means TV launch in Detroit, Michigan.
1: Yeah, I have maybe an idea for this. Maybe something we could do this week that people would be excited about.
0: That What's we could that? Put up.
1: Well, I was going to tell you, like, off the air. Okay, a big surprise. Like well, in case you didn't like the idea, it's not that big. big Don't su- freak small out. Small
0: surprise. Yeah. Not even really a surprise. A switch up, but this Wednesday, we're going to be in Detroit, Michigan at the Means TV launch. It's actually happening. Socialist streaming is coming to you. Uh, we are going to have a show on there in March. Uh, the Sams have a show on there right now. Billy's are going to do something, but they're is a lot of great content over on means tv and it's finally happening and uh i want to rent a tuxedo but i probably won't but i should maybe i will what do you think should i rent a tuxedo this is true you fight. fucking look silly i know All i right. want to look silly okay yeah go for it man i'm All not right. peace
3: Excuse me, friend, do you ever get mad online about politics?
0: No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at DabbingCastro911
3: and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, Okay, you caught me.
0: Well, good news, friend, you are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad
3: online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of Record for the Left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs, all you have to do is subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.